We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022, the Players' Championship Final Bets, DraftKings Ownership, News, the Weather, Props, and of course, the live chat, which you are all here for to get your questions answered. Myself and Tyler Tambellini, Toe Tag and Tambo are going to be answering all of your questions, presumably answering all your questions, if they're shitty questions, like we've seen in the past. I'm not going to answer them. And you will be banned for life. Because that's what happens when you ask the world's worst questions. That's why you got to leave good questions for Pat Mayo in order to do that. want to remind everyone to play in the Listener's League link. Listener's League. The link is in the description. And the final bets cheat sheet. Because I don't have them all made as of yet. I want to talk it through with Tambo first. That will all be available in the newsletter this evening. So go subscribe. It's completely free. If you're just watching out there, substack.com. And type in Mayo Media. You can find there's more nuggets to be had, more another weather update. I'll list all the DraftKings ownership and all my final plays for the Players' Championship. And you can just go make your own plays by going to fantasynational.com slash Mayo. Get yourself 20% off. Make lineup building easy on yourself. Because Tambo, I haven't built a la- I haven't built any lineups yet. Yeah, I built a couple. The ones that we started here with Raza on Saturday when we recorded during the API. But my, my, Pat, how things change. Rory, Hovland fell back. Casey fell apart on the weekend. Big switch from what we were talking, the play the best plays lineup. And now we're back here to talk it all through again. So I'm with you. I'm lighter on the betting card right now. And I'm a little bit light on lineups, but I'll build them all tonight in the evening. Well, let's get to news, the stuff that people need to know before we get into anything. Uh, I have my, quote, inside sources about Webb Simpson that he may not be the most healthy guy on the planet so if you can find like a miscut for Webb and it's 
paying plus money, like flip your coin is whether he's healthy, whether he's not. I mean, he was no lock to make the cut anyway, whether he was healthy. If he's not healthy, that's not going to be good news for him. And I, I did see it at like plus 137, I think at Pinnacle, if you want to play it there. Most big sites don't have Webb on the board for a missed cut. Right. They don't have him in head-to-heads. You really need to go find a head-to-head. I saw a few versus Kokrak. I played one Sergio over Webb Simpson. So I'm just going on the theory that he's not okay right now. Obviously, Bryson has withdrew. Kevin Na has withdrew as well. That's because he and his wife are expecting their third child, so he's not playing this week. It's a wrist injury for Bryson. And then there's that Hideki news that you were telling me about. Yeah, somebody just mentioned it to me, tagged us both there on Twitter, and said that the, I think it was Hideki's tracker, basically, that goes around. You get some of those accounts and said that he spoke to Japanese media. It wasn't 100% with his neck, but he's grinding through it. The odd tidbit, though, is that he mentioned sort of around getting ready for the Masters. This is the players, Hideki. We need to be ready for this week. Uh, 9,600 there over on DraftKings, and I know a lot of others and some sharper guys out there that have bet him this week. So interesting news nonetheless, but I think he's going to get ownership. So if you're looking for a reason to get off him, maybe that could be the case. And, and I was. And when we were looking through the prelim ownerships, and we'll get to that a little bit later on, you can always hit the time codes for all of this stuff after the show is done because it's a live show. I don't know what the time codes are going to be yet. Xander might be like 4% owned, which is mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I agree. And we'll talk through some of those other ones there, but it's just one where he kind of gets squeezed. Not quite like Billy Horschel last week, but Billy Horschel last week was in that range. There was just too much going on above and below. Not too many people could get there, and it worked out against them. It worked out for us. We liked Billy Horschel. I did playing him. And this week, it's going to be no different for Xander. Whatever his ownership comes in at, sometimes people still like him. Same with Tony Finau or whatever. But Xander's the one I have a lot more interest in in the range that he's in. Once again, in the newsletter, you'll find the link to the weather tower that I'm using. It's windfinder.com, Pontevedra Beach, slash Villano. I think that's how you pronounce that. I have no idea. Anyway, all of the screenshots up there are the day by day. But right now, it does look like it's going to be kind of wet on Thursday. Maybe some delays, maybe not, depending on if there's any electricity in the clouds. Because the moment that you see lightning, the guy's got to get off the course. It looks like it's going to rain all day on Friday. The wind isn't really a factor outside of little pockets uh, in the morning on Thursday, but we don't know how the rain is going to affect anything. So if you want to play like an AM PM stack or a PM AM stack, like the AM guys might not get hit with the bad weather because they might not be on the course. We don't know that as of right now. The biggest thing is if this does get into a delay, Saturday is fucking insane in terms of weather. It's going to rain like midday, gusts up to 47 miles per hour, a constant wind over 20 miles per hour. Like it's going to be an absolute bloodbath. But the biggest thing, and I threw this in the newsletter last evening, that I, when I was looking at the weather, I was like, huh, if we get any sort of delay on Friday, the PM wave is going to have to finish their round on Saturday morning. And they're going to have to try to make the cut in the worst conditions possible. And it's leading me to PM AM. Not all PM AM stacks, but I am playing some PM AM stacks. And that goes kind of hand in hand with what you were talking about last week, too, about that's probably the better wave to play, just all things being equal anyway. Yeah, I agree. I like it anyway. I also like for this tournament, I had it in my notes. I keep notes from year to year playing this a long time and said, always go with the wave stacks here either way. It's Florida. Anything can happen. Tough conditions. Going into that 17th hole, wind swirling can can cause some issues. But I'm with you. I like the PMAM for this week based on the chance of the delay you mentioned. But last week, what I had mentioned, I'll say it here again, if you missed it last week, was that I always like the PMAM anyway. Uh, I know out in California, some play the AM PM because they want to be first out on those POA <laughs> well, greens. Well you, need, well, you need to have the screen 
screenshot of the first six guys on the course. So you that could be too. winning a million bucks. Can't, can't win the you million. You know how the game works. The first two groups out, exactly. <laughs> but I do like the factor of when these guys go PMAM, they come out and they set the they set the tone in the morning, right? There's not much they can do. Go out, play your game. They have no idea what the day is going to bring. In this case, it's even better because these guys that have to go out in the afternoon, not only do they have to shoot a number, but they might have to shoot a number in conditions that could get delayed and postponed and then have to show up again Saturday morning and play in even worse conditions. Now, obviously, we don't know if this is going to happen. Right. But I do think that sometimes playing these hunches or narratives, I mean, it's not really a narrative. I'm looking at the weather report right now. Not necessarily the most reliable thing in the world, the weather report, but this is what I'm seeing. I want to put myself into a position to capitalize on this if it happens. Because, well, we can talk about it. People will watch this show. They'll read the newsletter. I've seen other people even tweet about it as well. Like, it's people know about this. But not everyone knows about this. Like, it, when yeah. we're thinking about the, the millionaire maker field or these giant GPP fields, like 1% of people are going to try to do this. There's 117,000 <laughs> or something in the field. Not that many know. We definitely live in a bubble here. People think, because if you're watching this, you're obviously in the same bubble that we are, but we're saying that's not what the rest of the world is doing. A lot of my buddies' friends or my dad are throwing in a lineup for 25 bucks. And just like you said there, Pat, even if this doesn't come to fruition, is not true at all, the guys that you end up being off of are like, Rom, can't lay. Well, I, I got the list right here Okay, in front. go ahead. I, yeah. I I was going to say. So yeah. from the final six groups on Friday, going out the latest, starting at 1.07 p.m. local time. So if there's a delay, if they don't get out till 4, they're going to play seven holes on Saturday morning. That's what's going to happen. Now, again, it's not guaranteed that this is going to happen. There's some popular names in here. Guys that I like, especially from the bottom end, too. You got K.H. Lee, Munoz, Fratelli, Connors, Damon, Lonto, Woodland, Keith Mitchell, Vegas, Perez, Poulter, Pendrith, Lebiota, and Norlander, they're on one side. And on the other side, you got some names. Yeah. You got Hovland, Cantley, Hideki, Rom, Cam Smith, Neiman, Burns, Answer, Casey, Hoagie, Hatton, Snedeker, Lowry, Wolf, Norin, Glover, Malnati, and you got like Hayden Buckley and some other guys too. And if you want to take that one group up, Scott, Louis, Sergio, Finau, Reed, Webb, like... That's what I'm saying, where you'll get natural contrarian lineups. And you, there's not like there's not good plays on the other side. It's the strongest field in golf. You're still going to have great lineups by avoiding this. And also, you and I like a good to miss the cut parlay. This could be the... This is the way. The books don't account for this. Much like in NFL when there's an O-lineman or a whole O-line's down, the books don't adjust enough, but that really matters. This matters, too. If the weather, weather does end up affecting these guys and they start missing the cut, that can really boost up a parlay that side. Here's the problem. A lot of my favorite 6K and low 7K guys are the names I just read out. What do I do now? Yeah, we got to find pivots here. We can find some pivots, and I'm going to play that PMAM stack. But again, if I play 50 lineups, I'm not going to do that for all 50 right. lineups. I'm still going to build my pool of how I want to build it with the guys that I like, and we'll try to trim that out as the course of the show goes along. But, I mean, I've bet on Sam Burns, so I bet on Alex Noren. I bet <laughs> on Joel Damon. Like, what? what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> well, that's our hedge, right? I bet Noren with you for sure. I didn't even look at my other guys. When does Brooks go out? I, I didn't he, see it. He's, he's he's the PMAM, so he's he's safe. All right, we're good. The, the community bet is still safe. So we've all got Brooks, right? I bet him at 40, and then he pops to 50. So you can't win these days. Uh, the books are doing a lot more. It's kind of changed. I was going to ask you that, but have you, you, like, everyone has to get their content out on Monday to get their bets in. Have you looked at that a little bit more? Because, like, last weekend with weather involved we were getting some great numbers even on saturday but if you just go and bet seven or eight guys on monday you don't often have times left or money left that you should be putting into play over the weekend i, I spoke about this with feinberg on monday i am like i haven't concluded my card yet right. i haven't made any first round leader bets as of right now no top 40s or anything like that and i'm just 
Yeah. I, I kind of want to save my money for the weekend coming into this. I could see, because if Saturday is shaping up to be like this, if you make the cut, it does seem like you might be in play regardless of where you're at. I think so. My guy, Kenny Kim, got Scheffler at 50 to 1 over the weekend and he last was at, weekend. He, and he was out there at 100 to 1 in some spots. There you go. Yeah. And, you know, Zalatoris, I made fun of it all weekend, but that 400 to 1, he, he came back to like T12. <laughs> it didn't play out that way in the end when he ended up like T40 or whatever. But the point was that number sat there and the numbers are like that, are there like that over the weekend. I'm just trying to see here. You get like, like that to miss the cut parlay with some of those guys. If that's the way that you want to play, maybe you play a round robin of it. But like Hideki's plus 240. Cantlay is plus 275. Victor's plus 250. Rom is plus 400, all to miss the cut. Yeah. You, I would try to structure it in a way where I don't need them all to miss the cut. Maybe play like, you know, parlay legs of two and three and take like seven guys or something like yeah. that. And I mean, that you're going to have to commit a large portion of your bankroll to it. But I think that could potentially prove to pay a lot of dividends here this is the tournament to do it if you're going to and to what you just said the round robin is the way to do it i know everybody wants i saw uh, last week at someone on twitter had a great uh, parlay like that with eight guys and didn't round robin it and only hit seven well that's that's sucks. That sucks. That's, that's what ends up happening but that's why you want to do some round robin stuff with that but i think it's a good place to do it so here's what i got cooking for the bets so far this week i did bet morikawa i got him boosted up to 18 to 1 I waited too long on the ROM number. I was staring at ROM 14, Morikawa 14. They offered me the boost of 18 up to Morikawa. I was like, I'm taking it. I'm in. I wanted to, I've been talking about it for two weeks now. I want to bet the guy, so I'm in on him. And then the ROM number just dropped to 10. All of a sudden, I was like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm just going to bet Morikawa. I'm not going to bet ROM. I'll have to live with it. Although he isn't that bad wave. But that doesn't mean he can't shoot eight under the first day, play a few over part of the second day, and make the cut. Like, that's not what we're saying. It right. just... It, it's more difficult potentially for these later guys on Friday to do it. Brooks, 50 to one with the top eight each way. Burns, 55 to one. Norin, 125 to one with the top eight. Power, 150 to one with the top eight. And Joel Damon, 225 to one with the top eight. Now, Norin, I think has a legit chance of winning here. With Power and with Damon, the way that the top eights worked when I went and looked at it. So you get one fifth of your money uh, if that ends up coming through. So let's just pretend like Damon is 200. He's actually 225. That means he's going to pay 40 to one to come inside the top eight. When I looked at his top 10 number, it was 12 to one. That's why I bet him outright. So even doubling my money on the outright bet, it gives me the outright win equity, which is probably nothing, but it's still more profitable for me to bet the outright with the each way than just hitting a top 10. That's the way that I'm viewing it. So if you see me with more like long shot outrights on the card this week, it is specifically for that each way bet of the top eight. So I don't have to spend more money to bet top tens. Yeah. And that Damon is like a Brooks outright ticket if he just comes top eight it's, it's not the same it's not the same amount of money no for way. sure but i'm saying like you, the odds that you get out of it that's why i think some people just overlook this stuff but that's why i originally what i'd saw was brooks was 50 I had a different book and i saw my book it was 40 with the top eight i took it and then the next day they boosted him to 50 thank you very much so uh unfortunate there but i, I just thought that was a better number i did not bet the morikawa number as much as i wanted to with you i just could i just look kept looking at it and then i saw the sneaky uh little prop bet that they put up there the specialty and it was morikawa first round leader and win and it was 125 to one so i just chucked 20 bucks on it it's unlikely but my thought process was is again i'm saving i only had three bets at the time now i have four i did add norin but then if he ends up going down the board like you said if he's only three under and someone's seven under on day one maybe i can find a better number especially if two other studs are up at the top or something two head-to-heads that i played sergio over webb minus 120 and kh lee over bubba Bubba's never finished better than 37th at the Players' Championship, and he's been playing this for a while yeah. now. 
Yeah, it's opposite course histories there. Sergio's been crushing, and you have the injury potential on Webb, and then you go the other side and just go against the guy who's been absolutely horrible here in Bubba Watson, so I love that. So I'll pull this up right now. Uh, my, my guy at the course uh, has told me that they're building up a collar around the greens with rough on 17 and 18, which he thinks is going to mean fewer balls in the water, when notwithstanding on Saturday, because everyone might go in the water on 17 yeah. on Saturday just because it's 47-mile-per-hour winds. Like, that can severely affect it. But he did say it does look like if you hit the green at all, your ball is very unlikely to roll off just because the greens are going to be softer because of all of the rain. And then you have this collar backstopping them. So guys aren't necessarily going to go into the water as much. So there's 44 water balls in 2019. He said, that's probably the best comparison to this year because it did have the collar. The other ones didn't uh, 55 in 2018, 69 in 2017. I don't have the ones from the last go around, but the number right now on uh an animal type book uh, as it's listed in Canada. Um, sounds like a Russian newspaper in America <laughs> uh, is 55 and a half is the over under and plus money is paid to the under. So I think that could be an under right now. And just, you have to sweat Saturday. I have to take the under. And even if that wind comes up, like I said, that might, they're going to try and aim for the middle of the green and just get out of there. So if it falls off, or is this the Rory effect, though? Like, I saw another thing PGA Tour posted out of, like, it looked like almost like a parody or, like, The Office where they were going and they're talking in a room about, well, how are we going to protect the course this week and what can we do? Can we do that? And they're talking about fixing the course up so we seemingly have less of a situation like last week, which who cares? But uh, it kind of feels like with Rory Talks, they listen. They want to make it a little bit easier. Yeah, Rory's the guy that they go to. Yeah. He, he's the only... He, he gets into trouble because he actually says what he's thinking. Right. He, he doesn't, it's not like you're asking Jordan Spieth is going to give you the most milk toast answer in the book. He's going to say everything to please the sponsors, to please the tour and not cause waves. Rory doesn't seem like he gives a fuck. Well, yeah, he probably doesn't. And he, <laughs> but he, he mostly does it in a good way. Ethics are there, but sometimes it comes off, you know, and people like last week took it all the wrong way. And then he admitted this week, I was just complaining <laughs> and that's okay. And he moves on from it. But a part of being honest and wearing your heart on your sleeve is just that. And I love that he doesn't sugarcoat it. Let's talk DraftKings ownership because stuff has changed since uh, we, yeah. we spoke on Saturday with Mr. Raza. And there's some legitimate pivot points if you want to get if you want to get dicey here. No one's using Rory. Fuck it. I'll use Rory. Done. <laughs> I don't want to, but maybe, maybe this is the one and done that I should take this week. Because it worked with Scheffler last week that out of all the top end guys in terms of the betting market, no one wanted to bet Scheffler. I'll take Scheffler one and done. Fortunately, he wins the tournament. I don't think necessarily Rory's going to win, but he's one of the guys who's the most likely to win. If, and, and he was the chalk guy in one and done last week too. So no one's using him this week. So I think that makes him a great one and done play. Yeah. But even in DraftKings right now, like he might be 7% owned. It looks like he's going to be low. The challenge is why is he priced at 10-8? Like he's just not been that. I know a little bit of his recent form. Obviously his course history plays into that, but you just look at some of the guys like Scotty Scheffler is whipping his ass right now down at 9,200. This guy's 10-8 up at the top and you already got the John Rahm decision we all like Paul Morikawa Justin Thomas and for whatever reason after last week and I mean the guy almost won this Victor Hovland but Victor Hovland's also showing quite a bit lower ownership than Morikawa for example and realistically you and I talked a little bit pre-show but like Morikawa what is everyone saying oh if he just putts he's gonna win he's the best ball striker in the world we know this what are you saying about Hovland oh if he can just find but I don't think they just say they don't think he can find the around the green game but if he does what would that mean because he's won a bunch of times in recent form true and it, the, the around the green does mean a little bit less here and we've seen horrendous chippers someone like martin keimer win here because he can putt 
from off the green if you really want to. So if you use the old Texas wedge, you might be fine. He hits enough greens and regulation to get by. I've really come around on Hovland as the week has gone along. I'm probably not going to use John Rom now because Rom and Morikawa seem to be rating out as by far the highest play, highest owned yep. guys. Thomas is just behind them. Hovland's probably going to be like 12-ish percent. Maybe he slips into the single digits because Cantlay is going to be like 25% owned. And then you have Rory being like 6-7%. Like, you don't need that much, Rory. Yeah. And listen, every single year since I hit Keimer to win this event, this event has taken all my money every single year. I got to try something new. So just going with who I think is going to do well here is not working. Right. So I have to use some sort of theory. And Rory does play in. He's a part of that PMAM stack, which I think is an advantage right now and that makes him better than Rom, at least in my mind I don't want to play Justin Thomas I am going to play Morikawa because I think he's going to win I'm going to play the guy that I think is going to win but I'm not going to be 100% like I thought I was going to be I'll be like 50% and I'll mix in Hovland and probably I'll end up fading Cantlay now yeah I was going to ask that the other thing I was going to ask because speaking of Cantlay just below him is Dustin Johnson no. he's, he's also showing up with nothing would your decision how would your decision base and you clearly know but between him and Rory because you do get that savings Rory. of a thousand bucks so. I mean the, the reason that Rory is so much he won this two times ago so there's that he's Rory he's a name and yeah. when they compare like betting odds to DraftKings pricing that's how their algorithm ends up working oh for sure yeah. and they made it on Friday night when it looked like Rory was going to win the API so he got yeah. that extra boost that's why Scheffler didn't get the boost because right. he was technically out of it on Saturday yeah no that's perfect sense I, and I agree that's how it's always done I just think it's funny that like you know that's people are going to go to him for maybe just ownership I like the weather angle if nothing else that if you just wanted to play it that way you end up leaving Rom and Hovland off and you still get JT Morikawa and Rory and it's easy enough to get over on, on Rory and if you're skipping guys like Cantley, you can still get enough JT and even if you end up at field with Morikawa it's because you went overweight on Rory and overweight on Justin Thomas I, I think I would prefer Rory over Vic here simply because if Saturday's as bad as it seems and you need to get it up and down to make some pars, I trust Rory a little bit more. Yeah, no, I agree. And that weather fa factor usually goes to Rory. It's just lately Hovland's been like the younger Rory that's playing he, his he way. Is. He basically I, I know is. Feinberg even mentions that too. He's like, every time I stand for this, it ends up being that. And he got it flipped last week. He almost got Hovland through there in the end, but he just missed. But either way, Hovland has been playing some great golf. To your point about if Morikawa putts, we like him. And if Vic ends up chipping, we like him. I would say it's a little bit easier for a mediocre putter to have a great week putting mm -hmm. rather than an awful short game just all of a sudden having a great short game now we see it like connor's last week had is horrendous around the greens he chipped in twice and all of a sudden his numbers look great yeah it happens that's exactly but again going ball striking more cows ahead of everybody so that just makes sense in its own right but you got hovland there just looking at that ownership uh it looks lower than what we're going to see or what i would expect it and i was big on playing cantley uh despite the course history that didn't really bother me because i don't think you should be really looking at good course history or bad course history just factor in what's going on today but I think he's going to be the highest owned guy of anyone in this field. I, th I think he'll be up there. I think Berger is going to take the cake at 8,800 just because we, we talked about him on Saturday. If we were to make the new play the best plays on, he'd be the first one I would say goes into it just based on the numbers and everything that shows up. It looks like it'll be very close though between him and Cantlay. I do like Xander though, who you brought up there earlier. I know a lot are looking at just those two missed cuts. I, did, I didn't like Xander until yeah. I really looked at the ownership and was like, huh, there's, there is a possibility that Xander Shoffley is sub 5%. Yeah, and everyone, it never happens. That's what I'm saying. So there's two guys, him and Louie. Uh, Louie's still getting some, but Louie squeezed between Berger and Kepka, who are definitely getting ownership there. So it's just two guys like Berger and, and Xander who usually get all the ownership 
that for some reason this week, we're like, oh, no, I can't go there. Why? What's changed? What happened? What's different? I have no idea. So I like Xander at 9,700 this week. I really like Berger too. I was thinking about yeah. the, the, he and Cam Smith were the two. Like Cam Smith's drawing no ownership. He's a part of that bad wave. So we won't make those specific stacks. He will remain in my player pool. But I really had zero interest in Xander. I did. I wanted to play Cantley. Didn't want to play Dustin. I was going to use Hideki. Now I'll just use no Cantley, no Hideki, and use Cam Smith and Xander Shoffley, and probably still Scotty Scheffler, who's not... I'm yeah. popular somehow. I'm definitely playing Scheffler. I have no idea why you'd not be on him still. It's <laughs> like you said, part of the benefit was that the price stayed down because he didn't get the win till after everything came out as far as pricing. But at the same time, we're talking two wins and a seventh at Genesis coming in here. The guy looked like he was, you know, supposed to win. He didn't even celebrate that much. They did like a little pound. He's eating a protein bar or something. He wasn't even really warming up. He's just, whatever happens, happens. See how it goes. And he ends up getting the win again. It looked great. So I'm going to stick with him down here at 9,200. And it's, again, like you said, not getting nearly the ownership of someone like Hideki above. And when we talk through a lot of the uh, trends that we've seen at the players in past years. So last year, a bunch of 9K chalk busted. But Bryson and Thomas the two guys that you needed to pair together, they were also both in the 9K range. So it either goes really well or really bad. You know what you don't see a ton of in those winning lineups? 8K guys yeah. at all. Very, very little. And that's what I was going to ask you about Burger, because one thing we know for sure too is it's it's a twofold thing with the 7,900 and below. It's where this 8K conversation stems from. But the 7,900 and below chalk almost always fails at the players. It goes back like five, six years now of tracking it. But as to your point, you had this in the newsletter as well. A lot of 7K guys are in the top six or top, the top it was like six of the top nine were 7,500 or below. So if you just pick up some of these 9K guys, you just, what if we have Xander and you have Scheffler in the same lineup? You can still get Berger into that lineup if you wanted and then drop down to the lower 7Ks below the 7,900 chalk and go down to some of those guys at the bottom. I think that's a, a lineup you could do. You could go Morikawa. Yeah, above Morikawa Xander to start. And that gets you off any popular build with Morikawa immediately. Yeah. Because everyone's going Morikawa Cantley or Morikawa Burger or three of those. You could feasibly put three of those guys in a lineup this week if you wanted to. I think that's going to be the most common build. Yeah, and a lot of people are even going to go Morikawa Burger Kepka. Because you get like look at that on paper, and then you can still fit all the seven K guys in, but they're skipping the nine K range completely. Doing that, I think you're better. Like if you're going to take your shots in the eights, I do like Burger. It's going to be hard to talk me off of yeah. Burger or Brooks. And the Brooks thing is only stemming from that ridiculous odd that they posted on him to start the week. If they hadn't have, if he had just opened in the betting market at twenty five to one or thirty to one, where he is now, his ownership would be like six percent. Right. So don't you think that's an easier one to talk, get talked off of them? Because that's kind of bad. That's like the definition of bad chalk. He's only chalk because <laughs> the books threw up a 50 to one and everyone's like, well, 50 to one and he's 8,600. That's disrespect. We got to play Brooks. Big game hunter, money up top. He's going to go get it. That's how I thought on Monday. I just didn't expect him to get near where we are now. And there definitely is other guys in that range that you can go to. So the overwhelming chalk in the 8K is you're looking at Burger who might push 30% by all time. It's probably going to be 25%. Let's, let's call it right yeah, around Yeah, and the there. mega, like the 22-22, we're going to see it higher. Because it's just like you said, it's very hard to get Tambo, on Tambo, look at the people out there. Do you think they're playing in the 22-22? No. Eh, You're playing. How many lineups do you have in the 22-22? I'm going to play three in that one, and then I'll max the $25. But I, I think, uh, you know, Burger is just going to be a hard one for people to get away from, like you said. And even for me, it's hard, too, because I don't think that's the quote-unquote chalk that we should be worried about. He's just a wrong price. That's a bad price. On so, someone. yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good distinction. Bad price chalk versus chalk for... Alternate a betting reasons. odds reason. That's I mean, Brooks, you could say 16th at this and third at that that he's done recently at the Phoenix Open and everything that he's played at the Honda. But 
there's other guys there. That's all I'm trying to say. And, and Berger's the one I want to commit to more than Brooks. And I do think that just generally avoiding this range might be the way to play it. Just because yeah. just, I, I think I'm going to take Brooks out of the pool. He might be a part of those PMAMs because he's, he's the salary that fills that spot for me. I can get on board with that. But seeing Zalatoris at sub 5%, your guy, Big Willie Z. He yeah, was T21 it. in his debut here last year. Yeah. And it's not like he put, he played poorly in the wind kind of last week. He played poorly and then he played great. He even had that little streak after that front nine with like every hole was a bogey. He had like a three birdie streak and then a few more bogeys at the end. But it's just, you know, at 8,900, it's a little bit easier to stomach. And he could be your third guy and he could be your fourth guy. And if you want to load up that nine, like, look, we talked about it already. Everything is going to congregate to one place, which we'll get to. But sort of 7,100 up to 7,700, like with Matt Fitzpatrick there, that's where everyone's going to go. And if you can just get comfortable with a few guys below that, you could have two or three 9K guys, a Zalatoris and a low 8K guy, and just get off the middle part where you're going to have Fitzpatrick heavily owned and all those guys too. But who who else do you like in this 8K range? Because the bottom looks pretty popular as well. It does. And I'm good with staying away from all those guys, to be perfectly honest with you. And uh, most of those names that I read out all fall apart of that awful mm-hmm. weather draw too. Like if you wanted a reason, a logical reason to be like, hey, these guys set up the best on paper. They have the best history here and they're coming in. They're, they're too low in terms of pricing. Just say, oh, they got a bad weather draw. I don't want to play them anymore. Like You're going to have to make more uncomfortable stands this week. And like you mentioned, at these top-tier tournaments, I want to make sure I got the guys, and I want to make sure I'm way overweight on yeah. the guys. Like, I don't like Rory this week. I'm going to play Rory. I don't like Xander this week. I'm going to play Xander. Like that's what it's that's what the numbers are telling me to do right now. You got to take your stands. We talked about that on the Saturday show. That did not change here. It's just now you kind of know where you want to stand whether it's with weather in some, whether it's an ownership decision, whatever it might be. So I do agree with you there. I was going to ask you about Neiman. Neiman's ball striking at the Genesis and people might I mean this was just recently. It's just odd to me that he's getting almost no ownership in here at all. It looks like more people want to play Sungjae, of course the guys at the bottom. I kind of still like Lowry. We talked about him on Saturday. I know forget the draw altogether, but he's a guy that can grind out any weather even if he does have to show back up on Saturday morning. So I'm going to stick with Lowry based on that now, but any thoughts on on Neiman? I don't know. I think I'd still rather play Burger. Okay. Yeah. I, um, yeah. In this range, and I'd rather play Zalatoris. If I'm going to go with like the low owned ball striking type guy, I know that he just won. I'm just, I'm such a slut for Will Z. <laughs> My guy. Yeah, you can play more than two guys in this range, but I, I got you. Yeah, I, but, I lean but, a little it, bit. But, to- but here's like a lineup construction that has two of the highest owned guys in it that's going to be incredibly unpopular. And it leaves you with $7,000 for three players, like each. Yep. Morikawa, Xander Berger. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. That's what I'm saying. It's You set that up, you're in good shape, you're different than the field, even with the Morikawa ownership. That and the burger are, ownership. You know, and the burger ownership that's in there. So, And like I said, the bigger thing for me is where it lands you at the bottom. You end up in that 7K per guy where you, you can go down with a couple and then go back up to the common range, but I prefer to always stay around. Like Just pick three 7K guys or a 6,800, a 7K, and a 72, and you know something like that where you're getting different than most focused on that 73 Corey Connors up to Fitzpatrick at 77. Here are guys in the 8K range projected over 15% right now. Sungjae, Scott, Horschel, Lowry. Yeah. 
Cross off each of them for me. L- Lowry, I can't go away from. Uh, you know what? Instead of using Shane Lowry, use Sam Burns like I'm doing. I know he's in the like the bad part of the draw, and we just talked about using, they both are, yeah. using that as an excuse. They both are, and Sam Burns has been pretty good in windy and bad conditions as well. Yeah, I do like Burns a lot with you, so I, I can play both. But I, I do think, uh, you know, if I was choosing between the Scott course history, the Billy Horschel in Florida staying hot that we kind of liked on Saturday, now with everything carrying over to them, I mean, Lowry's the only guy that I would... Lowry's like, you know, Norrin's at 7K. Lowry's at 8K. I guess my decision on Lowry is more than the chalk on Fitzpatrick at 7,700. Then I can just go up and play Lowry for 300 bucks more and get off that completely. Yeah, or just play Sam Burns or Tyrrell Hatton right in between yeah. them, both coming in around like 5%. Like Fitzpatrick's going to be 20 plus for sure. And he has the good waves, so people are going to get even higher on him. Yeah, and listen, I, I can't logically talk you out of not playing Matthew Fitzpatrick outside of he's going to be 25% owned. Yeah. If he fails, I have a good chance of, I have a better, not a good chance, a better chance of winning when I box out a quarter of the field. If he, listen, you don't think that Matthew Fitzpatrick can miss the cut? He can he, miss the cut. He doesn't even make birdies. And here you <laughs> may not need many of them, but my point is that he can definitely miss the cut. And this range is just way too loaded for me to go there. So, you know, easy to get off. I like answer right below him actually as a, another guy that you could just play. Like he won a WGC last year. That's a tough field. At, that, at the most correlated course I found to this one too. Yeah, that's a good play man 7600 I, I like answer quite a bit here so the other 10 plus percent not necessarily chalk but over 10 percent ownership from that low sevens that we were talking about see woo people are going with it <laughs> your boy i know what do you do i'll probably play him Con- <laughs> same as connor's like connor's is going to be over 10 i like connor's a lot like you had mentioned before he's going to be higher owned in the higher stakes tournaments because yeah. high stakes players love Corey connor's and the ball striking came back last week, so it's all the, all they need is a little glimmer of hope, and it's go back to Corey Connors. And hey, it's hard not to. I like the guy too. But what's interesting to me, Pat, is the seventy four hundred dollar range where we again thought just because of Casey and everything else, hard to really fully gauge ownership projections down here. The sites like to sort of space it out a little bit because it's hard to really decide and decipher what it's going to be in the end. But there's five guys at seventy four hundred, and I don't even know who's going to be popular. I know Fleetwood won't be, for example, but it's really hard to say. Like people think Henley's sneaky. Maybe Maybe he gets I, I think that Henley is sneaky. Okay. I think that everyone has talked themselves out of it because you do have Norin. He'll be right around 10%. Kirk is going to be like 15 to 20%. Like there's only so many of these guys that people can play. And if six of them are like glomming up all of the ownership, like Gooch is going to be plus 10 as well. Like everyone else is going to be sub five. Yeah, Gooch looks like a lock based on Vegas odds and the books and stuff like that. Again, he's another guy like Fitzpatrick I really struggle with here. Uh, getting now to Wednesday where you guys are getting more of our final thoughts here. It's There's, again, way too many guys around him, man, that can just destroy and crush. And if he beats you, he beats you. But he's just he's going to pick up ownership even again, higher, more in the higher stakes. And even in the, the $25 millimaker, I think he'll still be pretty popular. I could see getting away from Gooch. I can see getting away, getting away from Kirk and just taking my shots on the other guys. Yeah. Hoagie, Seamus Power, uh, two guys that are like Henley, Lonto, who I expected to have like 12% ownership. Yeah. He's going to be like 2% out. I like Lonto. It's a million up top. 100,000 a second. You get, you just, it shouldn't be as hard as people make it to make these decisions. Whoa, I can't let him go. He just looks so good and his numbers say that, yes, it does look good, but we're trying to just leverage up here and it's not like I'm saying go play some scrub instead of him. There's 10 other guys around him. Who are exactly the same. Who are the same guy. Exactly. You got it. Uh, in the 6Ks, Herman seems like he's going to be the highest owned. Probably won't crack 10%. Right. So anyone, anyone you want to play in the 6s I think is going to be good. This wave 
stack kind of scares me a little bit if that PM gets pushed because all the guys that I like, like Damon and Norin and even Pendrith for that matter, they're all a part of this like horrible, horrible wave potentially. That leaves like Poston, Denny McCarthy, and Hadwin, our guy, as probably the ones I'll go to. And Mito. Yeah, love all those. And I'm adding the original Canadian you asked me about on Saturday. Enough people liking him. Some of those tidbits I threw out the other day on Twitter had him. And I like the, the argument they're making for Mackenzie Hughes. And at his price and that afternoon wave, I'll put a couple Canadians. Get Forget Connors, the, the chalky piece at 7,300. Play Hughes and play Hadwin. And then get all those guys you met, the Kawa Burgers, whatever. I'll probably forget this lineup so somebody else can build the winner with it. But that's what I'm thinking right now. Let's see. If we put in Hadwin who I believe he was a part of the better wave, right? He didn't come yeah. up uh, when we were talking about that. Yeah. This is going to be so stupid when, like, it turns out that the PM... It may not matter, the, but the, again... The, the PM AM is the one that gets annihilated. And Who was the other guy you said? Morikawa, Berger, and Xander, right? Yeah, so if you go Morikawa, Xander, Berger, Hadwin, Hughes, you can play Henley. It lands on 7,400, which yep. is exactly what we were just discussing. Where you like, want to be. It's good, it's good segue because you're going to go there. We talked a little Henley, but what about Casey? Because he, he was the guy we mentioned on Saturday. He was in the play the best plays. And then we said, but what if he falls apart on the weekend? What would happen? Sure we're enough. seeing it right now. Yeah, yeah, you got Fleetwood, Woodland, Sergio, Casey, Henley, all $7,400. I mean, outside of Fleetwood, I think you can make a pretty compelling case for all those guys if you really wanted to. I, I don't. It's weird to say that I probably like Henley the best despite his course history here being probably the shittiest of anyone in this field. Although yeah. it on paper, it sets up perfectly for him. Yeah. I, I still like Henley. I, like I said, just what I noticed is a lot of the replies and things that came in when I had asked about who people think they go to here, it feels like Henley's the one people think will be sneaky. And it's actually feels like that's the one that could end up showing up with the ownership. And then I think Casey will get it no matter what, not to the extent we thought it would, but to at least some point there. And then it leaves guys like Woodland and Garcia. People love Garcia I mean, for the course get, history, but... Should we just use Woodland? I don't know. T5 at Honda, yeah. T5 at API, playing good golf. And the way that he managed the course on Sunday, I thought was really impressive. It was. He made sure that he was, and he ended up staying in the bunker in that costume. But he was basically playing, you know what? This is a tough condition. Put it in the middle of the green. I'm going to two-putt for par be on my way and linger for as long as possible. I just thought that was a really smart strategy. The driver looked really good. Yeah. I like him at these shorter courses. I like him on Bermuda. He's won at the Valspar in the past. He's played really well at the Honda. I think there's a lot of good signs for him right now. He's a major winner, don't forget, in tough conditions as well, holding off one of the best in the world at the time, Brooks Kepka, major hunter himself. But I love doing the show because we get some of these angles out there and think about it more and just in depth. And what I said earlier about Brooks, about being sort of why I could at least pitch him as bad chalk based on it just being a number on the books and then people leaning to it is kind of the flip side to your great point there on Ke on um, Woodland is that if Woodland won last week, he made that eagle, got the six under, and then went bogey or double bogey and bogey and gave it all away so you forget about him, but he almost won the tournament. It was two holes to go. Six under would have done the job. If he went par par, he wins. How, what's his ownership here now? What's the conversation around him now? Yet now people are still going to talk themselves into Paul Casey, save the money, go down to Connors, whatever it might be. Leaning Woodland, and again, Woodland's a guy almost like Lowry. I don't care about his wave because he, if he shows up on Saturday and wind, he's got that nice low stinger. He can come out and get the job done with that. The course management that you talked about down the stretch, I'm selling myself more based on your pitch on him in these lineups. And the one thing you really need to think about with these guys, yeah, you want to include six guys who could theoretically win this tournament. And I mean, he's won a major. Obviously, he could win this tournament. But I just want him to come like T14. Oh, easy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and he's not the type of guy that just completely blows up usually. So the idea there would be more of the scoring perspective as well. Like he could come 25th, 
but still have like an eagle out there or something that did the job and, and you end up getting that extra bo- those bonus points from that matter as well. So I, I do like that call. Remember to smash the like button to the episode and subscribe to Mayo Media Network, all right? And to get the final plays tonight, the cheat sheet, the ownership, everything, subscribe to the Mayo Media Newsletter. I did want to talk to you a little bit about fanteam.com before we get into this. Me and you both drafted season-long. Anyone out there can do it right now except for in like half the states. Hey, you might as well give it a try. Hit the description right now. You can find the USA link or you can find the international link. So Canada, Europe, rest of the world. Fanteam.com. If you use code MMN right now at your first deposit, you'll get a free entry into their giant players DFS contest. So it's 25 bucks to play in the season long contest. It goes from players to the Wyndham. You draft a team at 10 and you use six players uh, each week in your starting lineup. You nominate a captain, your lowest price player scores 1.25 points. It's a really cool setup. Uh, both Tambo and I are playing. So come play along with us. See if you can take our monies on this one. And then you get that free, like it's a free roll into the giant DFS players contest that they have going on. And a few lucky winners who use code MMN at deposit are going to get some free masters tickets as well. So I highly recommend that you go try this out. I've always wanted to play like in a season long golf contest. Yeah. And I think this is the best one because you don't actually have to draft. It's a salary cap draft that you can just do against 10,000 other people if you want. Then you get to make your choices each week. But you don't want to take like the best guys in the world overall. You do want to take a few of the guys that are going to play the Byron Nelson and Colonial. I love my team. If we're talking season long first, I don't know how far we're going into. I don't have to give them all, but I, I love this. Who's your bench? Who's your bench? Um, Who are your low price players? So on my bench, I have Jason Kokrak. Okay. I've got K.H. Lee. I've got Adam Svensson. <laughs> and I've got Maverick McNeely. See, I tried to fade. I didn't use Svensson because he was super cheap. And I was like, nah, nah this guy's going to like Peter out of it. He's had his hot run for the uh, year. I think he's good, man. I went with Cam Young, Bo Hostler, Mav McNeely, and Chris Kirk is my bench. So Young is my underdog, as they put it. He's my cheapest guy that makes my starting roster. And, and so he's out there as that at $8.2 million. You get a, what? It's a $100 million salary that you start with and go buy your, almost like buying a, a, a European football team. If you're going to say it that way, you get a you know a big salary to go and spend and you've got it here. And I, I got Young on my team for sure. Who were the two highest price guys you went with? I went with Morik. Cow and Cantley. I went with Rom and Scheffler. Okay. I got Scheffler on the team too. Okay. I, I went high low. I got M as my other guy. Oh, M's not bad so, either. So yeah, he plays see, a lot, right? And yeah, yeah. He does. He does. Put it together and cash in that way. That's just just take Patrick Reed because he's going to play in all of these like loser tournaments <laughs> oh, man. this year. Yeah. Hopefully he's healthy enough to do it. We'll see about that. And he'll be in all the majors, which is always. Hey, that counts. That, that, that It all adds sure. up, especially when you start making cuts like the one and done this week where you really. You really want to have a top five this week. I mean, winning it would be great, but obviously, like, if you can just get someone, even inside the top 10, it's worth so much money versus a regular Oh, yeah, week. and I know people are like, oh, I'm out of it already. Who cares? You're not. It's $3.6 million to first this week. Find that winner. You'll be right back in it. Yes, some guys at the top will Dude, find I, him, Dude, I too, jumped from, yeah. I was in 600th place last week in the race for the Mayo Cup. I had Scheffler. I'm in 23rd now. Oh, wow. So if you get the winner, if this I get week, the winner this right week, all of a sudden I'm in first place, winning 50 K the winner of the season long contest. And again, you can play against Tambo and I, it's, it's 5,000 yeah. So it's not even 5,000 bucks, 5,000 yeah. That's yeah. what I want. That's yeah. why I'm in it. Yeah. for us is worth 1.4, I think Canadian dollars. Yeah. I think it's worth like 1.15 us dollars. So, Hey, you get the multiplier on the money. If you win fanteam.com code MMN at first deposit, hope to see you in there. So you can take on myself. Tambo and a bunch of other, like I think Feinberg's in it. Tried to get Paul to sign up. I don't know if he did or not. We'll see. We got to get Paul in it. We'll get Paul in it. Nah, nah. <laughs> Paul's out. Paul's out. Hopefully, all you guys will be in. 
to come play against It's us. literally the best format, not to kill you, but just like, you know, it's a season long. You get to blow it up later if you want, but you can almost just set it and forget it and then figure it out later if it's sucking. If it's doing great, try and get the money. It's yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, you get one blow up a year where yeah. you can completely redraft it's your great team at format. any point. It's a, it's an, honestly, it's a great format. I, I want to dig into it a little bit more for next year. Maybe set up like a huge PME one that we can all play against each yeah. other. But for right now, we can play it for like big bucks. I'd like to win 5K off a $25 entry. So That's what I that'd be nice. Fanteam.com, code MMN at deposit does watching luke list miss four foot putts make you nauseous well i got a solution you gotta check out relief band relief band is the number one fda cleared anti-nausea wristband that has been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness anxiety migraines hangovers morning sickness chemotherapy and so much more how it works is relief band stimulates the nerve in the wrist that travels to a part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you that you're sick. It's like the name says, it's legitimately a band you wear on your wrist to give yourself relief from nausea and you change the intensity depending on how you're feeling to make it stronger or weaker. It's that simple. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to the masses. I started wearing it and listen, it's been helping my hangovers in the morning, so that's what I can really go prove from my end of the situation. I my wife seems to be really enjoying it as well, so she feels much better in the morning, too. Plus, the product is 100% drug-free. It's non-drowsy, provides all-natural, long-lasting relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. Relief Band makes a great gift for any time of the year, but right now, they've got an exclusive offer just for Pat Mayo Experience listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code MAYO, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. That's the best offer you'll find for Relief Band anywhere. But you gotta use my code. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code MAYO for 20% off plus free shipping. Ready for the chat? Ready for the chat. All right, questions now, only. I mean, 41 minutes into the show, we, we should probably get to the chat eventually. Evan asked, two final spots on my betting card. Need to cut someone, DJ, Brooks, or Spieth. I mean, I'd cut DJ and Spieth for my betting card and just play double my bet on Brooks if that's if those are yeah. my only options. I'd be cutting Spieth for sure. Yeah, Spieth's been horrible at this tournament. Yeah, and it just it, what, he, what you need to have here, if he shows up and does it, good for him. He can make the cut, sure. Uh, nowhere on a betting market or a DraftKings market does he really excite me, so I'm not going there. When creating your model, do you use Pete Dye slash Bermuda filter or just use your stats? I try to look at everything. Yeah, like, mix, I'm gonna, mixed I'm gonna, condition. I'm going to release my mixed condition model in the newsletter nice. uh, tonight uh, and all the stuff that I put in it and see who ranks out well. And I do have, uh, I have Pete Dye history, I have Sawgrass history, and I do have Bermuda greens that play fast or lightning. And not like huge samples from them, but like recent samples. Yeah, I love using the mixed condition portion of it and, and looking at it in a couple different ways, but that's usually how, to, how I get to my stuff. And then I factor in also how recent it is because sometimes 50 rounds includes like what they did in the swing season. To me, that's irrelevant here for this week. DFS Chef asks, smash the like button. That's not a question, but that's a good comment. So I shall allow it. Everyone should smash the like button <laughs> out there and sub to Mayo Media Network. What do we got here? With the weather forecast, are you favoring the tea time stack and or going with Euro players? Yes, we talked about the tea time stack. I'm Listen, Euro players, whatever. 
if they show up there, they do. It's not that. I, that, to me, has nothing to do with it. You know what tournament I looked at, weirdly enough, from 2018? Just to see, because I, I just remember it in my head, that I think we could see a lot like this week. Le Pont de France, where they played the Ryder Cup that year. Remember, they had the French Open there the week before, mm-hmm. two weeks before the Open Championship, and some of the PGA guys went over and played just to get used to the Ryder Cup. Norin won. He had a comeback on Sunday. Knox, Rom, Justin Thomas, Sergio, Fratelli, Hatton. I guess we're not getting our guy Adrian Otagi. He's playing like the, yeah. the good cheers European Open or something. Poulter, Shane Lowry. So like the types of guys, like I think this tournament could be, I think it should give you some insight when you like look at the guys who missed the cut versus the guys who made the cut. I think it, it could reveal something. I know it was four years ago. It's probably irrelevant. That Just the way that the weather was described this week and what I'm seeing reminds me of this. And at that course, like you hit the rough, you were toast. Like yeah. That was a drop shot. It was basically like going in the water. You had to play out sideways. And there was a ton of water at that course. Yeah, and just the guys that you talked about just right off the top, grinders and consistent grinders. They're not just the one-round specialty for you. They grind out their four days, and wherever they show up on the leaderboard is because of that, and I like that call. You know, you know who's been popping up on the Euro Tour recently? Like playing some good golf again? Sharma. Sharma. Someone posted, I forget where I saw that today. Like my hero, but he's not here or whatever. So, um, what's his name? Shabankar Sharma? Shumar, yeah, Shabar, Sharma. We'll just call him Sharma. Steve Sharma is what we're going with now. Norrin Laird or Killa Keith Mitchell. I think I'm still sticking with Norrin despite the bad draw. Yeah, I'd rank him Norrin, Laird, and then Mitchell. Good ranking. Yeah, working on it. That's pretty good. Rom, Thomas, Scheffler, and Hovland to make the cut is plus 150. Take the boost or not? I would say no. I don't want to play a to make the cut parlay this week. I really don't. Yeah, that's okay because I think those guys are good, but I, I really don't know. And with Rom, I'd actually try and go the other side just like, because two of those guys are in the bad wave. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm with you on that. Like, When I get out of here, I'm definitely <laughs> looking it up and deciding based off of that with some round robins that we talked about. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't care too much about that one. Any interest in Lonto? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I played him last week. Uh, kind of hurt my feelings, but we'll go back to him. Yeah, it's fine. Rick says, I mean, he hurt your feelings that he could have got himself back into it. Yeah. And didn't. Yeah, he was fine. He just didn't do it. It's not end. like well, you know, me playing Seamus Power and he was 84 oh, over par. Oh, Stringali, or, that was for me. That or, or, or Troy Merritt shooting 18 over on Sunday. That was fun. Yeah. That was good times. So many guys went backwards. Ches Reevy too, same thing. You struck gold with the Cam and Pozzola show during football season. Now you've struck gold again with this show and Tambo. That's high praise. I like that. Westwood lost six strokes putting last week and gained three and a half tee to green. Good pivot off the other chalkier lower 7K guys. <laughs> See, I did this. I almost did the same face you just made because we didn't talk about him, but he's one that like as the week keeps going on, I'm like, man, and he just shows up at all the other courses that are similar at some of those grinder type spots. And I know at the beginning of the week, I was saying like last year was he was playing so well coming in. He had that battle with Bryson, then came out here and did his thing. But he has shown up here all the time in the past, all different conditions. So I don't know. There could be something to a little bit of Westwood down there. I'm not, I'm not sure who else you would play instead, but at 7,100, it avoids, again, that same range I'm trying to get off of, 73 to 7,700. And if a lot of my guys are popping up in, like, the bad wave, for example, like Lonto and Woodland are both in that bad wave. Mitchell's in that bad wave. When I play those PMAM stacks, I'm going to be looking for guys to get off of the guys I actually like. Again, I'll still play these guys in my full line. It's when I make those 10 or 12 specific PMAM ones. Uh, I think Westwood might actually make the cut in those now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, and he's right there below Gooch by 100 bucks. So 
again, a guy that has success here can grind it out anywhere. I think he's a good play. Yeah, 7100 bucks. I'll be like 2% out. My wife walked in when I was watching golf last week and like Gooch was in contention. Just like, Gooch, is that his real name? It's like, oh, yeah. that's really unfortunate. It's like, he's not American, right? It's like, no, he's American. It's like, oh, that's that's a tough scene for that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's had some tough scenes on Twitter. Guys calling him out and then him telling them how much he makes too. So he loves to talk about how much money he makes. We'll see how the year ends out for him. Does but he make a million bucks a year on Twitter? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But he, he definitely dunked on some guys on Twitter he made, when he made $2.5 million to that point. Now he's even higher. So he's having a good year. What happened to Tommy Fleetwood? I don't know. He's just not as good as he used to be. I think he's the same. He's always uh, the F in Fleetwood stands for fraud. I say it all the time. It's just the way it's been over here. He just can't make, can't get it done. When building your player pool, do you put more weight into course history or recent form? Recent form. Recent form, not close. Except for the Masters and like Pebble Beach. Those two are like very clearly above the rest. Sony Opens is another one. But like, yeah, there's there's very few that. Yeah, and this one probably has the least amount of correlation in terms of course history. It's wild how guys do it. Like Xander, second, couple missed cuts. Molinari's like a top 10 missed cut, top 10 missed cut. Like it's so random here. I want the recent form. Great content this week. Thank you, Michael. Did miss Cuss bragging about his 2020 winning pick of Hideki. Oh, gosh. <laughs> winning I the players. Uh, Xander fade outright, but Pat and Tyler, is he good to use on DK? Yes. Yeah. I think so. I think so for sure. When building a stat model, do you filter by Pete Dye Bermuda? I feel like this guy may have asked this question already, which means I can't confirm that because I don't remember. <laughs> it's basically feel, the exact same word for word feel like he might be banned for life because right. you don't ask the same question twice clogging <laughs> up pat's chat just like that <laughs> cust will be in studio on tomorrow's show though okay we're breaking down rogers wilson with feinberg yep. we're, getting, we're getting the band back together for nfl i think we're gonna do that once every few weeks so All right. uh, people should enjoy the thursday show if they Who want are a few guys laughs. that are cursed this week again too it's louis louis scott scott was and webb Okay. He, I don't think he knew Webb was hurt or hadn't been playing. Okay. Because it's Cust. What would, how would Louis he Louis and that? Scott, though. That's good to know. Paul Shaughnessy. Yes, sir. Wasn't Westwood his one and done last week? Two weeks ago. Oh, uh, okay. Never mind. Still good for flop leg. Cust yeah. leg. Yeah. You, 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 the residual. Yeah. You get the chemtrails of the game. It's got to happen cursed. at some point. Yeah, we'll take it. Hideki was seen stretching his neck. Okay, we talked about that. Um, yeah, I th- if, you wanna, if you were looking for a reason to fade Hideki and he's in the bad wave, I'm, I'm out. Out. Yeah. We like Xander. We just said it. Yeah, easy enough. More. Perfect. Am I really a YouTube billionaire? I mean, I'm not just a YouTube billionaire. Everyone knows I'm a billionaire. Yeah. How do you think nice. I can afford like such fancy shirts that I Look bought for, studio, for $7 Come on. at, at Winners that, because it's like awkwardly shaped right here. I was like, <laughs> that's good enough for Pat Mayo. Yeah. Why do you think I'm here? I'm trying to be a yeah. YouTube millionaire. You, you hang out with a billionaire. Yeah. And listen, you don't stay a billionaire by spending money. You got to <laughs> save the money. Yes. Don't get rich by writing checks. Oh, man. Starting off with Rom skipping over the rest of the nine and tens and going Brooks and Berger. Do you think that would be a different build? No. No. <laughs> <Not at laughs> no, all. I don't. I think a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. Uh, this guy is asking his question again. Pal, you're, you're, you're at least on timeout. <laughs> timeout. I, I'm being generous because I haven't seen too many bad questions yet. But now you're in timeout for asking too many of the same fucking question. I'll get to it. You don't need to keep putting it back. You knew we weren't answering questions when you were writing these in. I always liked the video, but I'm not a cretin. Well, that's good news, Brian. On that note, what is Homa's ownership looking like at $7,500? I believe he's going to come in around 11%. Yeah, and it could end up being that he's lower because it does lead to those $7,400 guys getting a little bit more down the stretch of that steam, and he's 8 to 10, but that's where I'd call him anyway. How chalk will Morikawa be in the big one and done? I think he'll be the highest owned, but... It doesn't seem like Chalk ever gets too crazy in the one and done because you talk about like being in a bubble. 
like our bubble, the show bubble, the DFS golf Twitter bubble. Those are just all the people who are in the one and done. There's no real outsiders in the one and done. So they know like, oh, if Morikawa is going to be chalk, I'm not going to use him. That will talk enough people not to use him that he'll be like 15% owned or something. Great call. That actually is the bubble. (laughs) That that, that tournament. Uh, Zalatoris and Answer or DJ and KH Lee? I like Zalatoris and Answer. Love that first one. Hey, fellas, with things looking wet but not horribly windy the first couple days, do you expect softer conditions and possibly lift clean in place to help or hurt overall scoring? I think the first two days, as long as, like, you get on the course and play, people are gonna score. Yeah. They're scoring out there to be had. That's what I was trying to say earlier, like teasing with the Fitzpatrick call. Like he doesn't make birdies. There's still going to be birdies out there to be had, but if he sneaks through, then the weekend does get tough. He could grind it out. I'm just saying I have no problem being off him for that reason. How much Shane Lowry are you guys playing? I'm iffy on it, but it seems like you're in. Yeah, I'm interested. I, I still am. And mainly it's not just because the grinder or the Euro or anything to do with that. And he's in the bad wave. It's that he's actually been playing good golf. He looked really good at the Honda until the, till he didn't at the end. And I also, like I said, people are going to play 7,700 to 73. He's just an easy guy I can go up to there in stomach. So I'll go there. Hey, Pat, new to the content. Have you, you had mentioned a watch party. I don't think I'm going to do that this week. Yeah. Just because I don't think that they're going to finish on Friday night. Too, too much potential of it not happening. Yeah. So there's no point. What I might do, especially if it uh, happens in the morning, I might just launch a Twitter spaces. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone can jump on. Even you guys can come on and ch- talk with me too. Everyone watching out there, if you ever want to get in on it. Uh, so at the PME on Twitter, um, we're probably not going to go. But Run Pure Sports is going to go. Thursday night and Friday night on Mayo Media Network for DraftKings Showdown content. You're on Thursday? I'm on Thursday, yeah. Every Thursday going forward, and then we do our premium on Saturday that's not on the channel, but I run that show as well. What's the code for that? The code right now is PLAYERS33, and it gets you 33% off any package you choose. And that's all sports, right? All sports, one price only, so set it up that way. Saber, SimDeal, all the different things that they have going on over there. I prefer uh, runthesims.com for football if you're looking for an optimizer. And you can use code MAYO over there, and do yourself a favor. Get yourself a discount, and we will have full USFL coverage. Oh, yes. So you want a USFL optimizer? Justin's got it working right now. That's going to be good. It could be easy money. Like the, Justin cleaned up at the XFL. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like if you pay attention and you, oh. and you have the ability to run projections and simulations like we do at Run the Sims, it could be like super easy money. Yeah, pretty profitable. We'll see. What do you think about building Morikawa Hovland than building the bottom up with cut makers? I don't mean finding the cut makers is going to be the hard part, but I don't mind that. I just don't mind. It doesn't have to be Kawa Hovland, but I love what you said earlier about if we just build those two guys at the top, you still skip the 9 and 8K chalk, and then you go down to the 7s, but you st- I would still avoid the chalk down in that range for the most part. I have been absolutely horrendous in the one and done this year. Can you give me three long shot candidates that have a legitimate chance to win? Norin. Yeah, Norin. Damn, I bet Damon to win, but that was because of the top eight equity that um, I got on Cor- it. Corey Connors, I didn't talk about this earlier. I bet him at 66, and he's down to 55. If that ball striking is for real, it's not. Again, you're looking for long shot. I'm not playing these guys at the players for a one and done, I'd, but I'd if say you were. Henley? Yeah, Henley, fine. Norin? Woodland? Um, Woodland, Connors, like there's four. I don't think you need to go that low, even if you are way behind. I definitely wouldn't. Because you, you can take Finau for nothing. Yeah. If you wanted to. You could take Horschel for nothing this week, too. No one's going to own him this week. Answer might be another one. Yeah. Just don't go to, like, the... There's, like, six guys that you know that everyone's going to play this week. Just don't play one of those six, and you can still use one of the top guys. To be honest, it is one of the weeks, like you said earlier, to try and collect. Forget what everyone... Maybe don't go to Cow if you think he's the most popular, but you want to get the money. And if you want to be unique and not have the same guy as everyone else in order to catch up, honestly, use Rory. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, true. <laughs> Did you know people used him last week for sure? So it's almost like the Sungjae situation we had the week before, where he was used so much he was down to like fifty-seven percent potential ownership. I didn't look what Rory is, but it's got to be much lower by now with all the events we've gone through. Well, I'll look that up while I ask you this question because I think it's a much better question for you. For single entry, what kind of lineup construction do you advise? You probably don't want to take my advice of randomly picking one of my fifty lineups with my eyes closed and pressing it. Yeah, I, I think right now the best situation is we talked about a little setup, what you think some of the best plays are. Commit to the ones you like. If it's burger, you can keep them in there, but look for a different construction. Don't have the Rom burger Brooks that everyone's building with earlier. You can try and skip ranges, but I like what you said. I'd rather go two guys up above, keep burger in, and then drop to like a 6K guy and two low sevens because you'll still have good enough guys. The strength of field is there, and you'll get three really solid dudes at the top mixed in with some cut makers down below. So I like that build. Rory is eligible for 73% of people in the giant one and done. Versus Kawa? Uh, Kawa is 96% yeah, available. There you go. Rom 72% available. Like, this is a good time to use John Rom. Not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the Rom angle there because, uh, you know, at the number, I didn't bet him or anything. So You want some exposure? Maybe that could be your exposure. Yeah, like this is a sort of a quote-unquote chip chip on your shoulder type tournament. Like Ricky, remember the overrated comment and then comes out and gets the job done and wins? Everyone right now basically acting like Rom isn't still the number one <laughs> and everyone's coming for him this weekend and then he goes out in the tournament with all of the best guys that are coming for him and ships this thing and does find the putter with the around the green game. Yeah, that'd be game over for that storyline. So uh, I could definitely see it happening. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lucas Herbert? I think this actually sets up really well for him. He's he's a shitty weather, hard course player. Yeah, he proved it last weekend, obviously. And the, that's another situation where the ownership is never going to transcend from that one up the leaderboard round on Sunday in those conditions when maybe it should. So got no problem with leaving him in your pool down there. Talk me off Jason Day, please. I mean, he's just not that good. Yeah, it's a, you know, you play him in your player pool for the, the mistake I made the other day because it's either, it's going to either he misses the cut and he's had a tough week, obviously, unfortunate situation losing his mother, or he comes out and we start seeing that storyline as look at what Jason Day is doing for mom and goes out and starts. He does have great history here. Great, he, immaculate history. Probably he, the best history of anyone in this tournament. Right. And he wasn't that bad his, his most recent time out or one of the last two times. One of the last play. two times because then everyone used him I think that's the, what the next yeah, time and he was god awful. But hey, listen, that's what you're playing guys like that four and he's the piece priced correctly i will say that yeah he was 24th at pebble 49th and amex third at the farmers i mean third at farmers is great and, and the thing about farmers too is that's you know south course tough enough as it is but he also had a great history there so maybe his course history could uh, move over here a little bit more but i i would definitely have him in the pool in the 25 dollar. i would not trust a, a main lineup in something like the mega with him personally or your big single entry seems like scheffler's going under the radar somehow especially with a lot of wind this week how good of a play he is do you prefer scheffler or burger i actually think i'd play scheffler given yeah, some, the choice given the choice between the two yeah someone asked me that question right before i came on the show said price aside who do you think does better this week i actually do think it is scheffler i'm going to stick with him a uh, little note from last week was with you know since ted scott got on the bag with him it's been just incredible what he's done with them. So it's not just all him, Scott. He has to go out and hit the shots. But for the closing and the stuff that he's found down the stretch and the form that he's got, I definitely like him. Just starting DraftKings with $70 as a weekly budget. Is playing four to five lineups in single slash three max entry sound like a good strategy? How many players would you recommend over those lineups? I, that's how I would play it. Yeah, you talked about it before. No one wants to play cash. You convinced me on that. So get out there, play some of the the single entries, the smaller buy-in, the $5 have some pretty good payout structures, the $3.20 max, whatever. You know, you get to try out 20 lineups and then maybe use, I don't know, 25 guys or something, get a pretty tight core over this strength of field and see how you fare with that and move on to the next week. 
Can we get confirmation on whether or not that they can run this sub-air system if it's actively raining? I think that they can. I can text my guy and I can put that out later because he would know the... I don't know. That, that was sort of in the parody. I call it a parody video. It was, it was a true video that the PGA Tour was trying to put out there to let people know they can mess with it. And they said they can do it. But what uh, other people that chimed in that I would trust on this question said that it's not as easy as you think and it's not just going to be click of the button and it's done. It's depending on how much they get, everything that goes with it. It definitely works pretty fast though. It does work super fast. I'll see if he, uh, he gets back to me on this one by the time the show concludes that I can get at you. Uh, Hovland will win. Whoa, sir, that's not a question. Ban for life. <laughs> Idiot. Clogging up Pat's chat. Like start your own chat. You know, it's, it's like the, like there's a couple of people that I've now like muted yeah. on Twitter. Cause they just like tag, they, they make their plays and then they tag me in it. It's like, I don't give a shit who you're playing, man. Like, <laughs> stop doing this. Yeah, you don't care. That's the funny part. Like, if I tell ca- like it is. If I cared, I'd follow you. Yeah. I, yeah. We all get it. I'm just saying it's funny. That I'll, be, I'll give it a like. I'm the, you know, the anti, you know, I like to be nice to people, so I don't care that much. Boom. It can run while it's raining, but I'm not sure about running it during play and how they handle that. That's, always, that's kind of what the, th- the thought was that was out there. It might not be as easy as you think to just boom and it's done. It, you know, depends what they get. Pat. Do you have a background or vested interest in data science? Your reading of data and patterns is really impressive. Well, thank you, Ashley Bentley. No, I do not. I can barely <laughs> add. Yeah. But I guess pa- I'm like John Nash. I have the pattern recognition. You can just see it, pick it out, and be like, there it is. Your skill set is a little bit different, but the ability to communicate it is definitely the best. Maybe that's probably the, the best way to articulate it. Is that, right. How can you dumb it down to make it easy for others yeah. to consume? Uh, who were the Wyndham winners that also won the players? In the past 10 years, Wyndham winners who have won the players, Davis Love III, Webb Simpson, C. Woo! Kim, Henrik Stenson, and um, someone. Not JT Poston, but he does have two top 22s here in the two times played. And he's won the Wyndham. Correct. Or did he win the Wyndham or did he win the Heritage? He won the Wyndham. Wyndham. Pan won the Heritage. Correct. There's another one, too. Now it's just completely escaping me. I don't remember off the top of my head, but it is a great correlation. Sedgefield. I, I just don't understand how it continues to show up like this. Like it, I All guess, the time. I guess it's Bermuda? Bermuda short course? It's not even a Pete Dye course. Yeah, I have no It's like one of the best correlations, but it just, for whatever reason, it's just that. But who the uh, hell is The sample size is enough. Did you have the list? I don't know. Yeah, it's Nicholas Snedeker didn't win. Stenson, Siwoo, Davis Love, Sergio. Is the oh, other one. Yeah, 08 winner of the players. And the, so and the probably... 2012 winner of the Wyndham Championship, Sergio Garcia. Uh, Tambo's answer to his tweet, which 74 player does he like best? Which one do you like the best? Uh, it's, it's still Henley. Even the the um, weather draw aside, I just that's who I liked out of it. I just was curious what others thought. What I said to Pat on the show earlier was that I feel like people answered with Henley more than I expected. And now with the weather draw, it just kind of you know seemingly is interesting that that's the case and i kind of like the case you made for woodland earlier so i lean woodland as of now but he's in the bad draw yeah he is oh he is for sure i'm just saying i don't think that matters with woodland well this guy will a morikawa kepka lowry stack differentiate my lineups enough no not enough but more, more than more, the more, original question of the burger kepka one for sure yeah and it's it'll be more different than morikawa burger fitzpatrick i'll tell you that much yeah, that's the problem with that setup. And that's why, like, it's not, like I say this all the time, it's not always who you play, it's how you play. And what we're talking about is construction here. That's what people can't figure out. It's you end up in the same shit everyone else has, and that's why you're not getting different or getting any leverage on the tournament. 
You in on Corey Connors now that he's heating up after last week? Yeah. You, know, you bet him to win, so obviously you are. That might be my hedge at this point. Like I said, there's just too too many other guys in this range. So uh, I'll have some lineups with them, but I don't, I'm not going to go as hard as most. Oh, I should put this out. Yeah, uh, When Pat says PM AM stack, he means either stacking six from the morning or six from the afternoon, right? No, what I mean, when I say the PM AM, what I'm talking about is stacking the PM guys on Thursday who play in the morning on Friday and only using players from that grouping. Because right now, it does look like that's the easier side with the potential of it playing into Saturday. If that's even a 10% chance of that happening, I do want to have some leverage on that weather situation. Yeah. I hear that Webb Simpson might not be fully healthy. Is that speculation or has that been reported? It's speculation. Yeah. From different people all of us have kind of talked to. We've all heard different stories. Yeah, I've, and he's heard, I've heard from a buddy that literally is living next to him in his <laughs> rental house and spoke to him and got an autographed hat from him and a picture with him that he said when he mentioned to him, I'm using him my one and done. He said, I know what those are. Haven't played in a while, just so you know. So that's a pretty close contact to be able to notice it. Who knows? The guy, we've beware of the injured golfer. We see it all the time and then they show up and somehow they're good to go. Doesn't sound great for Webb this week. I'll just say that. So he has the close contact with injury and he has a direct contact with the Ander curse. It's it's not looking great. Doesn't sound good for Webb. Not looking great for old Webb this week. Yeah. Pat, big fan. Well, thank you, John. I'm a big fan of you too because you called yourself a big fan of me. That's all it takes for me to be a big fan of you. Just say you like me. I'm in, in, all in. And a name like Big John too. It's hard not to like. Well, I mean, that's, that's the name that I'm giving him. Yeah, of course. Big John. Big John V. I know you mentioned the web injury earlier and not being 100%. Is there any way to check in on his practice rounds? No. It's no. PGA Tour. Talk about this all the time. It's the <laughs> worst. Like, we want it, sure, but it's just never going to be accurate enough, or at least not for some time. It's going to take a while. Uh, who are the guys that you like to pair together? Anytime I like Kirk, I also play Keegan in that lineup and vice versa. They tend to make and miss the cut together. I'm looking for more pairings. Uh, Rom and Palmer were always one. Day and Chapel were always one. Yeah, the Romer one is the best. Uh, actually, surprisingly, the guy I mentioned earlier, it's not going to be unique, but Brooks and Lowry has been the thing. Honda, it just happened again at the Honda. It happened at the Open when, when Lowry fended him off. There's other times in the past. I remember that one quite well as well, so seen a lot of people say you don't need to go down to the sixes due to the softness of pricing what are your thoughts on two sub 6.5k guys for the ultra stars and scrubs i think it's viable yeah and i even pointed out like it's generally that upper sixes lower sevens where the real like top end like DraftKings scores have come from at this tournament that doesn't mean a poston a denny a hadwin like if you played two of those guys i don't love that I, at first, when you posed the question, I was going to say, whoever gave that advice, I think it's bad. I think for, at this this is not a U.S. Open. These aren't amateurs and qualifiers, qualifiers at the bottom. These are some of the best players in the world in the 6K range because they just have to be. So I don't mind going to the 6K range. What I don't like about how they phrased it at the end was going sub 6.5. I like more of let's get off the, all the guys being talked about at 7,100 and in that range. And, and just and use and other guys. Harman and just use the guy like Vegas, um, C.T. Pan, you mentioned, uh, Munoz, Damon. There's guys like that. that Longo is right there as well. They're, they're the same. Mito, you're, you're not going to tell me these guys aren't the same as the guys at the bottom 7K range. Uh, for single entry, would you go Day or Casey? Casey. Casey. Gooch or Young? Ooh, that's a tougher one. I kind of like Young. But I, the only thing I worry about with Young is the fatigue. He has played, and the goal of all that playing, remember, was obviously... To get the, into this. What was to get into this, and I'm not saying that's a guarantee. Why get into this if you're not going to cash in? So, look, I'm still going to play Young, and I don't love the idea of playing Gooch at any type of ownership based on just last week and his history and stuff when you can play other guys that are the same. 
points bet has 56 and a half water balls for the 17 feel like they haven't taken weather into account i feel like i should hammer the over as i said i like the under under no like hammer the under. the under we just get you gave the reasoning i did but they have no idea at points bet that but, you but said. the thing is if the weather is that bad on saturday you might see like 40 water balls on 17 although i guess half the people wouldn't be playing <laughs> So that, that's fortunate. Like, if the, we, if the weather is that bad and is that impactful as it might be, it could just be an absolute shit show. It could. It's like, I mean, that's why those bets are prop bets anyway. But, uh, you know, if you can try and find any angle in, the angle right now you have would say under, regardless. Yes. Will the rain allow for straight-up pin hunting this week? The first two days, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially if we do get lift clean place. We don't know, right? Yeah. We'll see. But if we get that, for sure. Peters or Molinari is the low-owned pivot. I mean, everyone, it doesn't need to be either one of those as the low-owned pivot if you don't want to. I prefer Peters, but I'm not playing either. I was going to say, you don't need a pivot because they're neither are owned, but I like Peters. I, I do like going yeah, back. Yeah, like there. no one in that price range is actually owned, so yeah. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Do you want to wait and see some type of positives on Rom's putting around the green or just bite the bullet and play for the turnaround right now? Also, will 14-1 to 1 be the best number we get on Rom all year? Maybe, but listen, if he plays poorly for two more weeks or he, does, he plays poorly for this tournament in, like, the match play, he doesn't play again until the Masters, he'll be, like, 16-1 to 1 if Morikawa wins twice or something. That's the challenge with him. Like, you're waiting. If you're not betting 14, hoping the, to get 16, is, like, if, just, he just bet if he shows signs of life's on and around the greens, he's going to be 3-1. to one. Oh, yeah, he'll be <laughs> back down. Yeah, And I'm not waiting to find that out. Like, he's the best in the world you, you, still. So you, you got you to gotta bet it when you can and play it when you can. So I'm going to do that this week. Thoughts on Mackenzie Hughes and Streelman? You kind of talked me into Hughes. You talked me into him first, and I said, hell no, and let's use your Hadwin play, and I like that, but now just seeing some of the stuff, like the, the Hughes numbers and everything are still there. If, if we do get tougher conditions, all these factors sort of line up, and he can score on those first couple days too, so I do like Mackenzie Hughes. Has the better draw. Rank these contrarian plays for me. Rose, Kokrak, C, woo, Power, and Kisner. C, was not going to be a contrarian play, so you can just throw him out. Kisner or Power? Kisner. I'm going with the Raza take on the Kisner. Also, he's a pretty I'm, I'm, good... I'm playing both, so I'm did, playing I'm playing Power and Kisner and not playing Coke Racker Rose. Did Kisner win the Wyndham? He did. Okay. Last and, year. Yeah, I thought so. It was recent. Yeah, so I actually love that call. I think Kisner, and I forgot about this one too. We didn't talk about it on the show on Saturday, but how much he loves money. He said it a million times. Like, why even, well, you don't like this course. Why would you be here? Because uh, they pay pretty good for a top <laughs> 10, basically. So, And here, I think it's the top 36 pick up like a hundred K or more. So it's a, a decent week to show up. Guy can grind. Oh yeah. He can definitely. Too. I remember the open championship at Carnoustie when Molinari won fending off Xander yeah. and Tiger and Spieth. I mean, the conditions would point to Spieth if he could just not put it in the water every time. But Kisner was another guy who was up there too that year. The difference is you got to pay for Spieth with Kisner. He's 7,100. I actually love Kisner this week. I think that's a great play. And Noren's right there too. And that's where I'm saying you're getting off that 73 to 77 with two great golfers in Noren and Kisner at the bottom. Any concerns about Fratelli playing eight weeks in a row? I'd be more concerned that he's Dylan Fratelli. <laughs> Dylan Fratelli. Yeah, he did not spin hot fire that time. No. I, I put him into the, the Mayo show lineup, which I'm going to make another one this week and tweet it out. It'll be good. Uh, hardest tournament to bet on on the schedule? Correct. Who's Ander Curse, Pat? I've already answered that. You can tune into Monday's show or the newsletter to find that out, sir. <laughs> Why is Berger so much better at 8,800 than Scheffler at 9,200? He's not. Yeah. They're both seemingly underpriced it's just one's getting played as potentially the highest on the slate and the higher dollar or the single entries and stuff where people put their money closer to their chest and worry about it a little bit more burger's going to get even more ownership 
No, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of questions here. Maybe we, we zoom through these. Okay. Xander will randomly come in at eighteen percent. It wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world if no one mentioned Xander all week. Then all of a sudden he was the highest owned guy because that's what happens to him. Yeah, first time I feel like that's not going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be near the five that the estimates have. I think it's closer to ten or twelve. U.S. Open players this week? I don't think so because you're going to need to score the first two days. Yeah, I, I mean, it depends on the weather, but that's where, again, we, like Raza talked about on the Saturday show, build your lineups to the style that you expect to happen. Uh, Pat, I think we need some Cody Safdick-esque PRPs for make-the-cut parlays. I'd, I'd rather just round-robin them yeah. rather than tier them. And miss the cut parlays. Let's do those instead. This guy says, Morikawa, too chalky for me. Well, that's not a question, sir. You're banned for life. Get out of my fucking chat, fuckhead. Scheffler or Zalatoris? Scheffler still. I like Zalatoris, but I'm going Scheffler. Zalatoris at 150 ownership, though? I'm playing both. Okay. You could put them together, to be honest. I think that Scheffler's probably your safer bet. Yeah. Mad McNeely coming off two made cuts at the Arnold Palmer and the Genesis. Is this play too cute in the 7K range? He really scumbagged me on Sunday this week, too. <laughs> uh, I don't hate him. I don't love him. I'm not using him. Yeah. I, I've got some for sure with Noren down there and Lanto. Those are the three guys at that price versus Kirk. Are we still interested in Hadwin? Yes. Yes. What would be your guess of the winning score? I'll say 12 under. Oh, yeah, 13 under. Like, I, I don't know. Price is right, yeah. If most going over 10K for first guy, would two 9K, two 8K, two 7K guys be contrarian? I guess it depends on who you use. It's not like people aren't immune to building, like, balanced lineups. Yeah, if you go uh, Cantlay, Decky, Berger, Brooks, and the Chalk 7K guys, no. But building that way with the way we talked about it with Xander and Scheffler and picking some different guys, and there's Zalatoris, yes, it would be different. Any love for Peters at 6,300? Nah, not really. Bit. Not really for me. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't mind. I mean, 60, it's a finally get them at a good price, so we'll take it. Kokrak, 7,300, getting into good form. You like him? Yeah, it was a decision between him and Connors, and I'm actually leaning more that way. Like, if you just think about his winning upside, maybe not here, but in general, he wins tournaments, and he's been on a bit of a run. So I could definitely go back to some coke rack there at 7,300. Uh, any thoughts on leaving over $1,000 on the table? That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't... You can... It's just over? No. I put like 49-1 to 50 if you want to have unique lineup. Sure. It does, it's not going to make a huge difference, but uh, you can easily spend the money this week and find some angles. Uh, did you bet Will Zalatoris at 66 to 1 with that boost? I didn't, actually. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, let's uh, see. Xander looking like a low owned one and done. Yeah, I think him and Rory are probably the two that you would want to go to. Yeah, I like that call from earlier. Thoughts on Nick Watney? He did not rate as well for me this week as he did last week randomly. Yeah, I'm not playing him. Sneaky one and done plays. Been over that. Pat, love the new studio. Live chat is awesome. What's yours and Tambo's preferred builds for the week? Balance attack or stars and scrubs? I think it's that modified stars and scrubs that we keep talking about. I, yeah. Two 10Ks and eight bottom sevens. Love that. Can you explain what good drives is and if it's a good stat? Uh, good drives probably isn't going to help you too much here. Uh, basically what good, good drives gained and good drive percentage means is that you... Basically, it's like a greens and regulation from off the fairway. I believe that's what it is. Yeah, you want? I mean, you can go fairways gained here. Yeah, I, I'm using way. fairways gained. Yeah, I, skip, I think that's skip the that one. stat for this week and just run it back the other way. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Do you think that starting with Rom and Morikawa is going to be too chalky? I don't actually. Yeah, I don't either. I just think that's what it, like that's why you think about the, the live show chat questions. We're getting people asking, is it crazy to go down to the sixes like that? It's not. I just didn't love two below six point five, but you can definitely do it that way and go superstars. Billy Ho ownership, I got him around like 15% right now. 
Yeah, we'll see if that one wavers any by the end. Uh, well, we won't know. I'm just saying that's the one where I'm, I'm uncertain how Sung J. Scott, Billy Ho, and Lowry are all 15%. It feels like a cop-out by the sites just to be like, someone someone in there is going to get some ownership. Let's just spread it out. Billy Ho's, uh, uh, you know, afternoon wave, so he should get a little bit of ownership based on that. Uh, Ted Potter make the cut? Didn't even know he was in this. Didn't I know realize, he is. I, didn't I, I did not realize this. he was in the field. Yeah. Uh, any you guys got any spicy props uh, for fun this week? Went with JT Brooks and Spieth all to miss the cut at thirty-seven to one. I mean, I don't hate that one. I'm gonna build those. I talked about the Morikawa first round leader to win one twenty-five. The other one I threw just ten bucks on to match the bet with the Morikawa one was Rom wire to wire two fifty to one. Feel like if he gets the open and gets there to the top right at a day one, he's the type of guy that could hang on to it any conditions. So. Unlikely, but at 250 to 1, I'll take a chance on it for 10 bucks. Is locking in Rom and Morikawa together in 150 lineups too aggressive? I would say yes. <laughs> the only reason I would say no is because, you, you know, it's what we talked about earlier a million and a hundred thousand. It's your call, it's your money. It's that you got to know what happens, right? If, if they hit, you're in excellent shape. If it doesn't hit, you're in big, big trouble. So it's a little bit aggressive, but at, in, in these large field, crazy price payout structures, Go for it. Any love for Keegan? Yeah, I, I didn't mention him earlier, but I think he was right at, what is he, 68 this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, 69, sorry. He's another guy I actually do like quite a bit, and I didn't even notice the wave he had, but he's right there again. He's not. Who cares that he's not 7,100? He's 6,900. It's the same thing. Top European, Alex Norton, 25 to 1. Eh. Just give, go all the way with Norton if you're going out of one in front of that, 125 to 1. There we be, go. I, I like that way if you're doing it. Uh, what's the bad draw? Is that weather? What is the time range? If so, you can just rewind back to the very beginning of the show when we broke it down in depth. Uh, can you please rank the following? Hoagie, Knox, and Matt Jones. That's the order I would keep them in. Hoagie, Knox, Matt Jones. I'd go Knox, Hoagie, Matt Jones. I like Knox. Oh, Paul, were you deleting people from the chat? No. No. Okay. Banned? I guess it's people that I had previously banned. We're still trying to write in. <laughs> banned for life, though. So I can't see it. Life is life. If you had to pick two, answer 66, M43, Burns 51, Will Zalatoris 47. I've bet Burns at 55, so Burns for sure for me. Probably wouldn't touch those other numbers, though. I don't like the other numbers. Answer for me, I, I just think, again, he has the, the the WGC showed me a lot, so doesn't mean it's going to happen here by any means. I like him more on DraftKings, but I, I could go with answer. Will the studio survive a cussed in-person appearance? I have insurance, so I hope it does, though. Going heavy on Poston. I wouldn't go heavy on Poston. Yeah. <laughs> I like Poston. I'll use Poston. I'm not going heavy on Poston. Yeah. He's 2% owned. You know, you can get 10% and you're 5X the field and you have him in a lot of lineups. So think about that. I always say this, but on like 150, if you've got 10% Poston, you have him in 15 lineups. Most people are probably playing 20 or less and you've got that number on him by just going 10. You don't need to go crazy with it. First round leader bombs with the weather waves. Apology if I missed it. I actually haven't bet any first round leaders yet. I want to do more research on that. They'll be in the newsletter tonight because I actually want to see how Thursday shakes down because it does seem like there's a spike in wind at some point on Thursday and I don't know whether or not it's going to hit the early or late wave as of yet so I want to figure out that information before I do anything else talk about exposure swaps too though if we are on the PMAM I think the AM for first round leader right out of the gate could just be the best spot right especially if we get that rain that comes in the night before you could have lift clean in place there's so many factors there so I like some first round leaders in the morning do you ever use a time machine on Fantasy National to compare your model to previous years? And do you find it useful? I do. That's how I backtest whether or not I felt like my model worked or not when I go and look at the results. Because you can load in, if you go down yeah. into the scroll, you can click on 2018 time machine that gives you the lead-in form 
from that point up to 2018, run your numbers, then you can see you have the results of how guys did. Yeah, I run it every week before we do our show, Kenny and I, on Mayo Media Network. So I use it, and that's you know sometimes that's where you make your tweaks, right? Oh, shit, that was terrible last year. No wonder it didn't work out, and you can switch it up. Thoughts on Jason Day playing motivated for his mom? I don't know what fucking kind of question that's supposed to be. Do I think that he's motivated to play well? Sure. Sure, that's great. Yeah, we'll never know. That's what I'm saying. We, we don't know. Is he motivated? <laughs> that could be the storyline that we end up seeing on Saturday that it's just he goes off and it's for his mom. The other side of it could be it's no, we're not going to give the guy any grief for the fact that if he comes out and shoots horribly because of what he's just went through, it's unfortunate. So you, you just, you never know. If you want to play him, play him. And I, I got to think, like, was he, let's say all things being equal, was he not motivated to win because he wanted to win? Yeah. I hate these fucking questions. It's a t- I hate these narratives. I hate these questions because yeah. they're completely unknowable, and it makes it seem like no one else is now trying to win. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a guy that you just are gonna you're gonna take your chance on if you're playing large field only for me. Ah, uh, Fitzpatrick in Captain Kirk ownership, like twenty five and fifteen percent. Yeah, that's about right. Happy birthday, Pat! Much love from North America. It's not my birthday. I was gonna say sure. Okay. Uh, is it true that DraftKings Sportsbook is opening in April in Canada? Uh, I don't have confirmation on that, but I think it might be April in Ontario only because mm-hmm. each province is doing it much like each state does it completely differently. And Ontario is really the only one that is getting out ahead of the pack with this and allowing outside operators to come in, pay a fee, become legalized. Where like Quebec and Alberta have decided they're just going to run their own thing and not allow anyone to come in, which is fucking stupid. And it's bad what they do have now. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, course, close enough to the ocean. Thoughts? on Aaron Wise I am using Aaron Wise Rick talk me into Aaron Wise I haven't got a chance to watch it because it just came out yesterday yet but I will but what was the take on Wise just he's been playing a lot better the past two tournaments just had a nice run at the API and I always like him at coastal Bermuda courses like this is sort of his jam and the windier it gets the better he tends to play he just can't fucking putt but I play a lot of guys that can't putt so what's the difference and he's cheap this week too 6600 I don't like picking players after big hiatuses, but Webb seems like he's underpriced. Thoughts? Not playing him. Yeah, not him. Been over that. Is 20% for Brooks too much to play? I, I feel like we've come to the consensus of that. Yes, that is too much. And even if it is 18 or whatever, I don't get into that conversation. It's just more of why is he that ownership? And the only reason we can really come to is that the fact that, uh, you know, he just got that big number on the books that everyone wants to transfer over to now play on DraftKings. Do you like Rom in the one and done over Collins since he may have used Rom? Sure. Yep, I like that. Uh, we play Brooks and Burger. T- can we play Brooks and Burger together? You can do whatever you want with your money. Um, you want? You probably want to lead lead off that lineup with like Xander, though. Yeah, I should have looked it up. I had another. We did the two v two the week before when I had Burger and Lowry. Last week I went to Scheffler and M. <laughs> is what we pivoted to there. I didn't look up like what the Brooks Burger one would be. I'll look at it now and keep going. I just you know I'm just looking at what that would cost and I see. Be- the I bet you you could go. Hovland Burns for Berger and Brooks. In my head, I'm trying to do the quick math. I think that works out, if I had to guess. Do you ever... Are there ever concerns with people teaming up in big DFS contests? Are they actually strict on that? I mean, I don't do that. I know that there's rumors that people have done that in the past. I wouldn't be too concerned about it. Yeah, and you'd find it more in like three men's and stuff. So just stay out of those and play your large field tournaments. They can team up all they want with 300, 450, whatever they want to use in a 120,000 person tournament. It's not really making that big of a difference. It's not going to make that big of a difference. Young or Kirk, I would play Young. Uh, I would play Young as well. I'm not liking the Kirk ownership there. 
Pat, been listening to you for years. Thank you, Kevin. Thoughts on Matthew Wolf, or is he going to be plus 99 after the first round, at, like at the Honda? I'm just kind of indifferent to Wolf this week. I just don't want him ever to like oh. You know what I should do is announce the winner of the people who won the giveaway, the $100 giveaways. For probably want a, their money. Yeah, they probably want their money. So I'll hit you guys up on Twitter uh, after the show to get you your money. At Runyon's Peter is a winner. At Spaz Golfer is a winner. And at Muski Boy is Muski a winner. Boy. So each of you have won 100 US dollars from the Pat Mayo Experience. Thank you for rating and reviewing the Pat Mayo Audio Experience on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you have not done that or have not subscribed to Mayo Media Network on YouTube, please help us out. Go do that. Those little things matter to us. Do you think that Kokrak is a good pivot point off Connors and Gooch? Yes, definitely. I think Winning Henley, upside. Too, I, think, not- I think Henley's better. Yeah, Henley's good too. By, by the way, to answer your question, it's Hovland Connors or Kokrak for Brooks and Berger. Okay. So you go up to a 10K, down to a 7.3K that's maybe like Connors you just mentioned, or you can't quite get to Henley, but you can find that 100 bucks somewhere else. You could probably do Scheffler Burns. Yeah, that might be another one, actually. I'll look it up. Who's the forgotten elite this week? It's Rory. Rory and Xander are the two that are just coming in really low. DJ as well, but I don't have the most confidence in him. Yeah, the question was who's the forgotten um, stud or whatever, but it's who's the one that actually could come through. I think your Rory Zander take was best. Yeah, that, that's who it's likely to be. Spieth Millimaker ownership, like 5 to 8%, I would say. Low. Uh, a little bit more about Jason Day. I don't think this guy, I don't think his head's in it. Well, what is he? Is he motivated to win or is his head not in it? I think it you don't with, fucking know. I think he would WD. If that was the case, yeah, he's gonna play. He's gonna play. He's gonna try and win. He he almost he's you know he's got a good record here. So, uh, Burns and, and Xander, by the way, fits. There you go. That hey. is a great pivot. That's there, the one. Thoughts on Luke List? I'll I'll get sucked into Luke List. <laughs> we didn't even talk about him, but I probably will too. Uh, how do you feel about Cam Smith's recent form? Chances of winning? He hasn't played in a while, but I do like him a lot this week. I'm gonna use him. No one else is using him. He's a part of that bad wave, though, so he won't make those stacks. Obviously. Yeah, agree. Um, I gave the show five stars on Spotify. Didn't let me leave my Twitter handle. Oh, well, does Sung Jay do well in windy conditions? He does. He does do well in windy conditions. Do you think that Rory Cantlay Burns will be a different type of build? Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's a way that you can use Cantlay if you want to. And that's not exact 3v3 to all those questions we got earlier on like Kawa Brooks Burger, but that's the type of answer where, like we said, it's almost the same type of setup construction-wise, but way lower ownership. Uh, Siwoo ownership versus the rest of the field. He'll be like fifth highest owned of those guys. He'll crack double digits, 11, 12%, I would guess. Yeah, that sounds about right. Henley or Leishman, both PM, AM guys. I haven't heard Mark Leishman's name mentioned once this week. I prefer Henley, but... Yeah, at least blew up over the weekend too, right? He's the same as Casey there, basically, in that good, sense. Good win player, oh, generally yeah. speaking. A good all-around player at times. It's just like you said, it's a matter of if you like Henley more, which Ho- I do. Horrible driver. Yeah. Mark which, Leishman. <laughs> not a good spot for that. Can you please rank the following? List, Poulter, Power. Power, List, Poulter. Mm, list, Poulter, Power. Gooch or Kirk? I'd go Gooch. That one's tougher. I, I would actually probably still go Kirk. They're both going to be owned, but I, I just liked what I saw out of Kirk last week to round it out. How does Ricky not have an exemption? Because he's not any fucking good. <laughs> yeah, they've given he gets enough, actually, this year. He's got a bunch that are random. You're not getting one into the players, sorry. What's your thoughts on Max Homa? He's just a pass for me. I have no good or bad feelings about him, and anyone who's neutral, I just don't play. 
Yeah, there's too many other guys. And he's actually surprisingly getting a little bit of love right now in the ownership projections with other guys around him. Like he said, Hatton getting none. Oh, here is a terrible question for you before I ban this guy for life. Okay. Who is the best play under $7,500? <laughs> Give me the one. Who is the best oh, one? Oh, God. Banned. Uh, Cam Young or Gooch? Young. Young. Who do you th- do you think that the winning score will be better or worse than 277.5? I oh, mean, what God. does that fucking factor nah. up to? We're not doing that math today. We said it earlier. Yeah. We're not data scientists here. JT Poston at the minimum price. He's not the minimum price, but sure. Is he a good play? Can jam in so many studs? I don't mind him. I like him. I like KH Lee. I like Hadwin. Those are the guys from down there and Denny. But Denny and Hadwin and Poston all appear to have the better weather. Yeah, you mentioned Denny earlier. I do like Denny as well, actually, down there. He's good. But I would play Poston, like I said, 10%. You're fine. Connors and Morikawa or JT and Answer? In Giant GPPs, the answer is probably JT and Answer. Yes. Although I much prefer Connors and Morikawa. I, li- I actually, yeah, again, large field, I like the other one more. It's just the same thing, basically, with less ownership. Who are the four Who are four of the top ten guys to miss the cut? I don't I'll release it in the newsletter later. I don't want to go through all this. Yeah, it takes too long to figure yeah, out. Yeah, I actually have to do my research on this. I'm too it, could, it could be like Cantlay, Matsuyama, John Rahm. We're just taking hit stands Cam here. Adam, Smith. Adam Scott, Cam Smith. Yeah, like anybody who's in the – who goes out early on Thursday – and is high ownership, that's like a recipe for disaster usually at this tournament. So you could apply that in your Miss the Cup parlays. I'm scared to leave a comment. I don't want to get banned for life. Well, sir, that's not a question now, is it? Banned for life. I drop my <laughs> That is the worst one ever because they let you know why and they still get banned for life. That's perfect. Uh, would you go Kokrak, Day, and Rose or Warinsky, Cantley, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> or Gooch, Casey, Leishman. I mean, just fucking blow it up and start over again. <laughs> the second one was so bad with Rensky. Uh Any prize picks for round one? No, but I, I'll do what I did on Sunday at the API. Hammer overs on Saturday. Yeah, the one I liked was uh, Alex Noren under 71 and a half. Oh, that's a good one. Goes out early. Again, I know we don't want that for the week, but these, that's why we're playing round one only and has to just break par, basically, and we're good. Uh, just joined. Any opinion on Brooks this week? You can... <laughs> We'll rewind to the very beginning when we talk about bro. <laughs> Shane or Webb Shane? What was the first one? Lowry or Lowry or Webb, sorry. Oh, Lowry. Uh, Kisner or Young? Kisner. Kisner. Lowry or Scott? Lowry. Lowry. Looking to start a build with Morikawa and Thomas and finishing with the bottom of Pendrith or KH Lee. Thoughts on that build and who do you like out of those two guys? I like Lee better than Pendrith. Yeah, decided on that. Pe- Pendrith. I, I don't mind Pendrith. He is talented, but I, I do like uh, the he, other two Canadians there more. Pendrith is the last man out on Friday. Yeah, it's not good. High ball hitter too. Not great. Yeah. Can you play Tony Finau on a waterlogged course? He's going under own probably for a good reason. If you want to take the gamble on Finau, I don't hate it. He's legit going to be 2% owned. Yeah, he's the other guy like uh, Xander who, nor- you know, is he going to actually be that low owned? I don't know, but he's definitely going to be lower than he normally is. Uh, Louis fits that bill as well. Who's your favorite pick for first round later? Haven't made them yet. I want to wait for the weather, as I mentioned. Thoughts on Steele as a sleeper? He's a sleeper. Yeah, probably <laughs> I'll not. give you that. Probably not. How about an all-international lineup? Who's in it? You see, these are fucking bad questions. <laughs> give me good questions, or you get banned for life. Rank the following. This one's much easier. Harmon, Laird, Werner, Bradley, Hughes. I will go. Hughes, Bradley, Laird, Herman, Werner. I love it. All right. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> That's my new secret. I just say what you say if you go first. Yeah. It's easier. The reason is I'm a visual learner. So when you say the five na- five rankings is like insane to me. You're only playing a couple of them anyway. Give us a 2v2 or something. Uh, any chance I can have a Millie Maker ticket now that you've asked? No. <laughs> Fuck you. 
Did you do the things that I asked you to do? If not, go fuck yourself. No fucking free handouts here without, you know, 38 seconds of your time on the other end. Yeah. Got to put the work in. Any love for Hatton? Yeah, kind of. But not really. You, you did try and sell me a little bit earlier on him, and I get that because he, he's lower than Scott, Horschel, and Lowry. But Burns is there, and I just like Burns a lot more. And they both have the shitty time, but uh, anything to get away from Fitzpatrick, so I kind of could go to him instead. He just played pretty good last weekend. And even and also, too, don't forget this about Hatton. Could have mailed it in and did not. Came, came through strong down the stretch. So kind of like that. Any shares at Club Down Gary? Yeah, we covered that one. Yeah. Uh, short sample of bad weather form for Will Z, Morikawa, Hovland. Do any of the young guns become a strike through for you? No. I mean, how bad was Will Zalatoris last week really anyway? In terms of DraftKings scoring, I think he still finished inside the top 20. Oh, he's great still. Yeah, that's the <laughs> and thing. And Hovland just came second. And now he's priced down there like 8,900 <laughs> comparative to the guys that we're talking. Scheffler is at 92 is the other one that's good. But up from there, you got to go 10-1 to Vic or up even higher for Morikawa. Do you feel like starting golfers on hole one versus hole 10 have a better edge than AMPM? No. Some courses sometimes if there's going to be weather. For showdown. Yeah. But not overall. Yeah, it's exactly. It's a showdown play for they get this par par five earlier than others, get to hit that streak early when others can't. That's an edge, but not not what we're talking about here. But for full tournament, if you start on 10 Thursday, you're going to start on one on Friday. Everyone. Oh, you'd really have to get in in deep with the wind at that point to try and figure it out that way. So no. Uh, any thought that Hovland has a trouble at Pete Dye courses due to sight lines and visuals? Potentially so, but he hasn't played a ton of Pete Dye courses at the same time, too. Yeah, it's really like, tough, man. You I've... don't really see Hovland a lot at the Heritage or... He... Yeah, he's just the guy travelers. that I just all I'm saying is with him versus Morikawa is what makes it tough and they are at different times for the draw but that aside it's like Morikawa tough time with the putter Hovland tough time with around the green he, look he wasn't that bad last weekend he looked fine to me and he's got more wins recently than Kawa so you could play him I'm just saying that that's where the the tough part of it is so I still do like Hovland a little bit here what's the best website for past tournament stats obviously fantasynational.com slash mayo to get yourself that 20% off too. search whatever you want any tournament you want go look at those stats it is really only the later morning guys that will be late afternoon Friday and finishing that have the bad draw guys like Zalatoris and Smith should be okay I mean they might be okay they might not be okay what we're talking about is that we're preparing for this to be bad if it's bad which it's showing it's going to be I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like this question. I, I of it's a speculation yeah. for sure, but we talked about also why it's also naturally contrarian, which you're looking to get this week by avoiding some of those higher own plays just by playing it anyway. We're getting into bad questions. Got to get out of them. I don't like it. How many more? Got to fight through them? Uh, I don't know if I want to fight through them. I feel like these bad questions have really soured me to this whole experience. They're ruining it. They're ruining it for they, the others. They, they've ruined it for me. I was having a good time <laughs> chatting with you, chatting with the people out there. All right. Rate these six. These guys. like. How about this? Gim or Munoz? Munoz. Munoz or Wise? Munoz. Munoz or Hadwin? Hadwin. Hadwin or Streelman? Hadwin. Hadwin or Grio? Hadwin. Hadwin or Laird? Hadwin. Hadwin's your answer. There you there go. You go. <laughs> That's exactly it. I love that. Gooch or Kirk? I feel like he yeah, so. We've answered this one. There's a lot of ownership on both, but I would go Kirk. Yeah, and you said mentioned Norin for the prize picks. Yep. Getting a bunch of Keegan Bradley in my model. Any thoughts? You're playing them? Yep. Thoughts on Herbert? Already answered that. Might be a duplicate question. A lot of people really like Lucas Herbert. One or the other. Uh, Party Marty or Hostler? Probably go Hostler. I'd go the other way. I like Laird. Let's keep grinding it out. He's, he cannot putt at this tournament. 
<laughs> he's he, he's not that good ever, but the price. Decky, Scheffler, Cantley. Who would you start here? Scheffler. Scheffler. How much do you think the no greens books are going to affect this tournament? I legitimately don't know. The, it just doesn't matter. Like, you know, if it happens, I heard today someone's talking about it with John Rahm. Like, maybe that's affecting him now. Who knows? We don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We just don't know. We have no idea. We'll never will. You're you're playing it based off of that and then trying to. That's why it's, like I said, construct your lineups appropriately and put whoever fits to make it work within that. Don't focus on this guy. That It's just too much of that. Cam Smith lives in Ponte Verde. <laughs> winner. Well, winner. Obvious, how come he's never won it before? First round leader. Winner. Top 40, top 20, top yeah. 10, top 5, all of it. Yeah, he lives close by. Yeah, he's going to win. He has to win. Yeah. I mean, it would be very disappointing to the other <laughs> residents, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thoughts on Harmon after back-to-back top 10s? I think he's an easy fade in the 9s. Yeah, if I he don't... kills me, he kills me, whatever. But, like, if he's the only chalk player of the 6,000s. Yeah, my guy Big T loves him. He'll be talking about him tonight because he won him the million last year. But well, that's about the only reason. You got money to lose on him because of that. I don't want to lose money because of him. Fitz or Hatton? Uh, I would play Hatton because Fitz is going to be... We talked about it a moment ago. I think it's Hatton for sure. Who do you prefer to pivot up top or down low in single entry? Like I said, Xander Xander and or Rory are really shaping up to be the two better end, high end pivot plays. And then down below, I think it's that sort of what we just talked about. If you go off Harmon and the 7K guys, even you've got Bradley, Mackenzie Hughes, some of the other guys we talked about down there that I'd be comfortable playing. You should come to Florida and play in a listeners league DK. You, what kind of fucking time do you think I have on my hands? <laughs> what was it last week? Well, you gave up tickets to a master's round. Yeah, so like you really, can't even go to that. You're not going people, down there. Like, especially because people who watch the show, right? Yeah. They tune in every day to watch the show. When I have new shows <laughs> every day. Where do you think I'm fucking finding the time to travel around the world? Load this up on a truck. Yeah. We'll bring it down to Florida and we'll get the show live. Yeah, this is actually in a camper and we can move it around. <laughs> You guys were met on Homa. Would you go down to someone like Henley or Gooch or Young and leave the extra salary? I'd, I'd use Henley. Henley, Young, Gooch. If you want someone to bet outright who plays on the Thursday PM, will you often get a better price a few hours after the start? It depends on the player. For Rom, no. Right. Oh, the, the big dogs, never, usually. But, uh, you know, you're talking about gaining 10 to 20 points. You don't even know what's going to happen. I'm not too worried about it. If you're betting a long shot, it's probably already 140. Yeah. I'm not holding out to get 150 or 160. Yeah, because you don't want to lose it at the same time either. Just take it, yeah. Uh, any picks for the Honda LPGA? I can say that I do not. <laughs> I do not. Would you play Thomas Peters in a single entry? No. No. Homa and Young or Iman Hadwin? I play Iman Hadwin. Yeah, I'm on the Hadwin side. Have you ever, quote, marginal bet a golfer. Is there a golfer I could start this system with? Oh, Martingale bet. Sorry. I have no idea what that means. Yeah, you're just like betting him and it doesn't work. You're betting him the next time and eventually you're doubling up and so it'll pay off eventually. Yeah, I do that with Siwoo Kim. Yeah. And I did Luke it with Luke List. Siwoo Kim. Yeah. There you go. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> there we are. And Doug Kim. Those, yeah. those are the guys that I do it with. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, but it's not really like you're not doubling your bet. You're just betting the same every time. Yeah. And in this strategy, like, that's sort of like the blackjack strategy. You lose. I mean, it's a, it sounds like a horrible idea, by the way. You can go down quickly, but yeah, the idea, that's kind of the point is if you're putting that down and you lose it. If you double it up on the next one, eventually it's going to hit, so you're going to make it all back. Until you run out of money and correct. You doubling back. At least this way, you keep it consistent every single week, and when you win, you don't win all your money back. You win 80 times your money. Just do it on Cam Smith. He lives at the course. Yeah, he owns the course. Just bet on He's going to tell everyone they have to fuck off and get off the course. <laughs> exactly. Uh, is Mito looking too chalky? Nope. No. Can I borrow some money? You can't have my. I didn't. I can't stay a billionaire by just giving out billions. It's oh, not happening. Uh, Burns or Lowry? I like Burns. God, that's tough. I'm on the other side of you, but uh, you can play both. You're okay. Lowry or Finau? Lowry. Yeah, Lowry for me too. I like Burns, Lowry, Finau. Would you play the overs on Friday PM and prize picks? Sure. 
<laughs> it could work based on our strategy. We're talking but about missed cuts. Again, a lot, lot of speculation. Yes. Uh, let's see. You say you are waiting for the weather to pick a first round leader, but how close to tee off do you wait? As close as possible. Yeah, with first round leaders, it's totally different. Like lineups, sometimes you want to just make them and be done with them, or if you don't want to get up early in the morning or whatever. First round leaders, just press a button and put a number on it, and press enter. Like it's don't, simple. Don't we have a pretty good idea right now of what we can expect? Not really. It's a fucking weather report. Yeah. It has changed every time that I've hit it marginally and i just want to see where that wave is going to come in you know what i mean it's been changing all day and you know it's going to it's florida weather it's going to keep changing too so uh tambo what up fam rps to the top that's like kind of a sentence so congratulations also (laughs) i'm sorry to say this not a question sir banned for life (laughs) what was his name Wes. Uh, see you, Wes. He, Big T will love this. He hates that guy. There we go. You know, he doesn't actually, but Wes is, uh, you know, he's out now, so it's done. Uh, you know what? I'll leave him in because of the partnership. He gets one more opportunity not to be a Wes, fuck. don't mess this up, don't man. Don't be a prick, Wes, you fucking asshole. Straight up winning <laughs> chances. Thomas, Colin, or Rory? Colin. Uh, t- Thomas. Oh, did Cust ever find the Zalatoris? I don't believe that he did. Casey or Kirk? Casey. Casey. Herbert or Wise? Wise. Uh, that one's tougher. You sold me on wise. I'll take it. Young or Gooch? We've said that one a lot. Young. Okay. Young or Knox? Oh, here we go. Um, Knox. Knox or Henley? I like Henley the best. Henley's the best. We've said this already. Woodland or Fleetwood? Woodland. Uh, Woodland, yep. Opinion on Cantley? I'm fading this week. Uh, just, yeah, he's going to be the highest owned guy. Let's fade him. Yeah, I'm happy with that now at this point, too. Yeah. So yeah, Leishman or Russell Henley? Henley? Henley. JT or Morikawa, single entry? I'd still play Morikawa. Yeah, you can, there's enough ways to get different. I think both of them are fine, but I, I'm leaning more JT as the week goes on. So, <laughs> If the weather turns bad, will Cam Smith have enough snacks and appetizers for everyone who has to go to his house while it's raining? Oh, my God. <laughs> that mansion that he's got on the hill, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure he'll be okay. They take a submarine down below 17 green, and they'd get the whole people down there, so we'll be okay. That's excellent. I enjoyed that a lot. That brought back my spirits. The Cam Smith stuff is great, man. Just he's winning now, so we got to keep that in mind for everything we're doing. And first round leader, don't forget, forty-five to one. I'm betting that. Gosh, a million bucks. I'll put <laughs> I'll put a million on my billion on it. We'll be good to go. <laughs> then I can get that. I can give some of that money away. It's one money. My YouTube earnings. Who do you consider a leverage play per each price range? As you said, Rory's Andrew. We went through this at the very beginning of the show. You can jump to fifteen fifty. 1551 of the show where Tambo and I go specifically through each of the ranges. Will Mito be sneaky? No. Not going to be owned that much either. No, but he's, he's not going to be like, just, people know. Just that, play him, yeah. Yeah, people know the Mito's all right. Just play him, yeah. Who's more volatile, Brooks or Florida weather? Like, these are stupid questions. I don't like this. Will there be a hole in one? If yes, who will get it? Oh, God. The books have that now, and the odds are ridiculous. They're, they're bad. It's so bad. I saw Connors got boosted. To 66 to 1 yeah, for a hole in one. Exactly. Put another zero at the end of that, maybe. Make it 660 to 1. Yeah. Then maybe we're into it. I was looking up Sam Ryder, trying to find that one. <laughs> All right. We're about out of here. Um, do we have any betting odds where Cam Smith is marked out of the market? <laughs> That's probably your best bet this week. Answer or Henley? I actually like Henley. Uh, Henley, but answers a good pivot play to the previous question in that range. So I like him. Wolf, Reed, or both going for last place? Uh, Wolf, I'll say. Uh, did Matt Jones get a new putter? I would assume he would have to have a new putter because he threw his into the water. His, his mom, like how Tong Lee style, was not there to go dig it out of the water and find it for him, so that putter's gone. Uh, I wanted to model the event as a lift clean in place. Would you give extra weight to anything other than driving accuracy? Approach. 
opportunities gained on fantasy national. Yeah. Fairways and approach done. There's but your but fairways will be really misleading because I think a lot of the big end guys will like scale back just so they can get lift. Like they'd be much. They yeah, would, they yeah, would just m- take opportunities gained. Like you yeah. said, birdies are better in general and stuff like that. They, they would much rather hit an eight iron yeah. from the fairway with lift clean in place than hit a, a gap wedge from like yeah, the right. water from off the fairway in a terrible lie. Like these guys are good. Yeah, they say it in the commercial. These guys are good. Fitz or Simpson? Fitz. I'm not playing Simpson. I'm, I'm not playing Simpson. That'd be the time I would like Fitz over him. Uh, will Ricky be there on Sunday to congratulate the winner? Oh, that is a good question. Florida Florida kid, right? He'll be right there hanging out. It's where he lives. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so, though. I don't I, think he wants that. Im or Scott? I'd play Im. I'll go Scott. Last one. Rank these three. Xander, Hideki, Cantlay. That's the order. Xander, Hideki, Cantlay. I was just going to say, Xander, Hideki, Cantlay. I can do that one. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Thank you all for tuning in, smashing the like button, subbing to the episode, fanteam.com, code MMN at first deposit to play against myself and Tambo in that season-long contest that starts this week at the player. So get in that right away. All this information in cheat sheet form will be available in the newsletter tonight. That's down in the description. Go sub to it right now. You can check it out for free. It's going to cost you nothing. Gets emailed right to you. So you know who is going to end up looking for it. Tell everyone about the Run Pure shows that are going on Tonight, Thursday and Friday on Mayo Media Network that you're going to be on. Yeah, for sure. RunPureSports.com. We've got promo code PLAYERS33. You can sign up this week. It's got any, all sports, one price. Set it up for that. We will have the premium show tonight with myself and Big T who won the Millie Maker here last year. So it might be one you want to tune in for if you were looking to get on board. Thursday night is a free show. Friday night is a free show. I'll be hosting the Thursday night show on the Mayo Media Network. We're doing round two and round three showdown that way. And then we have round four over at Run Pure Sports as well. I'll be back tomorrow with Custon Feinberg to talk NFL trades and free agency and franchise tags. Sunday night live with Raza and Cust doing our bracket show for the year. And then Tuesday will actually be with Feinberg. So Tambo and Kenny's show, Fantasy Golf Degenerates, will be out on Mayo Media Network before the bet show for golf next week. So keep that in mind. And there is currently 140 spots remaining to fill the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. Link is in the description. So let's go do that right now, okay? Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. See you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! Experience! The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com